Hello, this is over and over and over again. We're live and this is Remembering Rocky. Good evening, um, I'm Richard. This is over and over and over again, the Positive Arsenal channel. And this is, I say, remembering Rocky. It is 20 years tomorrow since his um, unfortunate passing. So we're just going to look on some memories um, of his career at Arsenal and just what we all kind of loved about him, really. Um, also, as well, there was a little bit of other sad news today, of course. Um, I'm sure you've all heard about this as well. So just condolences, obviously, to um, to Claude's um, friends and family as well, um, as well for that. Um, I've got some guests joining me um, today. There's going to be maybe a few people coming in and out as well throughout the show, um, just giving us some memories of um, David Rowcastle. First of all, he's our regular, of course. Um, he loves being on the show. We love having him on. Of course, it is uh, Melvin. How are you doing, Melvin? You all right? Yeah, all right, thanks. I think this might be renamed this channel over and over. Oh, not Melvin again, channel. <laughs> well, you know, we love having you on, of course. You know, it's, uh, it's great to have you back after. So, you had a couple of weeks off, didn't you? So, it's good to have you back in, in yeah. the swing of it now. Thanks. Thank you. Um, also, as well, coming in, we've got again, he's, he's been uh, fairly regular on the show. It's, of course, Andrew from Dale Square to Wear. How you doing, mate? You all right? Yeah, I'm all right. Thank you, mate. Thanks for having me on today. I literally had goosebumps during that in intro with David Rowcastle, you know, remembering. Him and my favorite, everyone knows really, is my favorite player of all time. So, yeah, great to be on and thanks for the invite. No, no problem at all. It's um, going to be good to, um, you know, look back on some great memories. And as well, we've got a, de a deputant on the channel actually. Um, been looking forward to having him on for quite a while from the Highbury squad. It is Amanda. How are you doing? You're right. Hey. Yeah, thanks for having me on. Oh, looking at those pictures and the chant and obviously seeing my Kev with him as well in the pictures and, oh, Rocky, what a player. Thank you for inviting me. No, no problem at all. It's, um, you know, it's obviously a lot of us have got some great memories, obviously, of David Rocastle. So it's good that, you know, we can all maybe share them, really. Um, I mean, for me personally, I, I kind of... Um, first became aware of, of Rocky about 1983 when he was in the, the youth team. I used to buy the match programme and they had sections in there and his name kept cropping up. So that's when he kind of got drawn to my attention really. And I thought, oh, you know, maybe we got a player coming through. And then I was at his debut against Newcastle in um, 1985. The game was um, pretty unremarkable, shall we say, a nil-nil draw. Um, but you could see straight away that he had something about him really. Um, and of course, from there, it became, you know, it became what it was. I mean, man, if we start with yourself, I know you, you obviously you've got to shoot off quite soon anyway. So, you know, what, what kind of memories do you have of, of Rocky that's kind of sticking in your mind the most? 
I don't know where to start, to be honest. Um, going forward a little bit, I did actually meet him. Um, at a, I don't know what it was an Arsenal do. And he was one of the nicest people you'd ever meet. And I'm so proud that I got to meet him, obviously, uh, as a teenager. Got a nice picture with him. And it was Rowcastle. It was Rocky. It was, you know, everybody loved him. I never heard anyone ever say a bad word about him. I loved I don't even know where to start, but he was just so quick and skillful for Arsenal. He was he was a fabulous player in midfield. Um, ten years, I think he was with us from youth right till he left Arsenal through and through. Just and you know what I loved? He was you know a gentleman and everything, but on the bit pitch on the pitch, he did have a bit of bite. You know, do you remember that bust up he had? I think it was with Whitesides. You yeah. know, you, yeah. you felt he was a, a nice player, but you wouldn't mess with him. You know, he was he was clever. And, you know, w- when we heard the news about what he contracted and then, it, you know, he died pretty quickly, devastating. And, you know, 20 years later, 20 years tomorrow, we lost our son, you know, and... It's tough, and especially with what's happened with Claude today as well. And my condolences go out. I was quite friendly with Claude and was very shocked and upset. You know, Arsenal means a lot to everybody. It's, it's about community. And no one more than David Rowcastle was part of that. And yes, he scored some amazing goals. But as an all-round footballer, I loved him. Yeah, no, I mean, he, he was an amazing player as well. And I think that um, the, the thing is as well, I mean, I know, uh, you know, when when people maybe die, they people kind of look on him in a different way. But people love Rockley when he was here. Exactly the same. He was, that's what everybody felt about him. And I did meet him briefly once as well. It was by total accident, actually. I was um, I was at Highbury to pick up some tickets for, a, for an away game. And he just so happened to be at the ground. I, I, I can't remember what, why he was there, but players quite often was at Highbury for one reason or another. And um, I just happened to bump into him in the street outside. And at first I'm thinking, he sort of walked past me and I'm thinking, that's Rocky. <laughs> and um, my mate said to me, we've got to go and speak to him. So we kind of ran back and kind of spoke to him and stuff like that. And it was just amazing, really. And he was injured at the time. Um, mm. And he was, he was sort of saying, oh, you're going to be fit for the weekend. And he's going, I don't think so, but I'm trying and all this. And it was great. And he was so down to earth. And obviously all the other stuff we've seen about him since. And that really sort of, for me, kind of summed him up, really. You know, he was he was a great player, but the thing with me was he always remembered where he'd come from, you know, the, the estate where he'd lived and because his dad had died when he was really young and he had had the responsibilities at home, helping his mum and all that kind of stuff. And you could see that he was, you know, I suppose it's even more today, it becomes more kind of in focus because he was such a leader, even at a young age, 17, 18, 19, you could see on the pitch he was a leader. And he's the sort of player now that we've been crying out for, haven't we, somebody like that, who's got mm. that amount of leadership quality as well as the actual quality on the pitch as well so yeah I mean um what, what a fantastic player what, what a great guy he was I mean Melvin what kind of sticks in your mind that obviously there'll be loads of memories now we've all got loads but what in particular maybe sticks out in your mind with him well I, I went to the game that you talked about earlier with uh, White so I really got sent off I went to that game I mean they kicked rubbish out of us that game like they normally do when they can't, can't beat us at football they absolutely, and he was the one that stood up. He was only a kid then, I think it was his first season, actually, in the first it? season. Mm-hmm. season yeah. And he just stood up and went, I'm not in any more of this. The referee wasn't taking any notice what United were doing. And he just, he did it himself and he got sent off. Funny enough, from White, 
from Whiteside who nearly kicked O'Leary's head off in the first few minutes, if I can remember yeah, correctly. Yeah. So that was one of them. The guy came, what was there not to like about Rowcastle? He came from an academy. He, you could see he had Arsenal running through him. He gave 100%. He was skillful. He, was, he had everything. He was fast. He was direct. He could pass. He could contribute. He could do everything. And like you said, I mean, he could get stuck in. It wasn't all bad. He, you know, he could get. I mean, I remember even that the famous um, Old Trafford fight we had up there in 1991. He he was uh, present and he was involved. Put it that way. He didn't. He, he had to be held back. If you look at the films again, he actually yeah. had to be held back because he was that type of temper. You know, that temperament. He he didn't like. He he fought for the team and leadership qualities. If anyone was getting done on the field, it takes responsibility for them. But yeah. what a classy yeah. player! The touch he had. Such, he had a beautiful touch at such speed. He had everything. In fact, he was he was a great player, John Barnes. I think at the time they both played in the same era. As yeah. good as Barnes was, and I might be, but I think I think Rokas had more to him. He had a little bit more to him as a player. You know, Barnes was superb. He had speed, he had skill, but he had the X factor. Rokasel, absolute X factor. He had the loving for it. It was just amazing. And the shame of it is, is that. He passed at such an early age. You think, how can someone so good at on and off yeah. being a real good human such? And also, was very sad for us. He, he played two hundred odd games for us, but he could have played so much more about that injury. And think of what we could have won uh, with him, what he could have won with us, and think what we could have won because of him. Because it was such a shame he had that injury. Yeah. It was, yeah. I mean, you mentioned John Barnes, actually. And funnily enough, I mean, I remember a game at Highbury. I think it was 1982 when John Barnes played for Watford. And he absolutely ripped us to bits that day. They yeah, I remember that. And he was absolutely brilliant, John Barnes. Yeah, I remember thinking, class, wow, who's this class. guy? Um, and you mentioned him with Rowcastle. And funny enough, when Rowcastle first burst into our team, that was who I kind of was comparing him to because he was a very similar player, wasn't he? He had a similar physique. He had a similar yes. kind of speed and skill. And he, he did kind of remind me quite a lot of John Barnes, actually, and which obviously was a good thing because I'll never forget that game that John Barnes had for Watford. That day I was like, well, standing there thinking, well, who is this guy? Because I think Watford had just got promoted into the first division. That was their first season. So no one really knew too much about him. And I think, you know, that day when um, I say they won 4-2, I think he I think he might have scored one set up about three. It was just unbelievable. We just couldn't deal with him. And I say Rowcastle for me became our version of John Barnes. And it's difficult to say if he was better or not. Of course, from our point of view, he probably was. We thought he was. <laughs> yeah, they were very, very similar, I thought, in in just the way that they played the game as well. And, you know, they're kind of whole, um, you know, they, they were both very down to earth, wasn't they? And I think that came through, you know, especially especially with Rocky. Um, I mean, what about yourself, Andrew? I know you've obviously, um, you've made it clear how, how much of a <clears throat> favourite he was of yours um, anyway. When yeah, you, well, I've got my... Uh... My top on to today, like I always get uh, the old number seven uh, on the back and get the original shirt on. And the cannon on. in the right way. In the right way, like exactly. my cannon. Yeah. It, I mean, I second everything that everyone said. He was, I mean, at the time, there was a load of, of Liverpool fans in my school, but I grew up in South East London and uh, around the Catford, Lewisham area where he was from. Mm. My school was right next to Crofton Park, the Honoroke Estate, where him and Wrighty grew up. And that's, you know, really the way it sort of the, the, the love really grew. And 
because there was a lot of Liverpool fans in the, in the school, um, and everyone was going mad about John Barnes as, as well, and he was he used to scare the life out of me every time we played them. But yeah. all of a sudden, we had we had Rowcastle, and there's no reason to be scared of him anymore because I think we had a better version of him uh, you know, on a better all round player than John Barnes. He could play central that. midfield, Rowcastle. He could he could play right wing. He could do anything. He could he could tackle back. He could play right sort of wing back. He was as strong as an ox, um, not scared of anyone. He, it's like Melvin said, his touch was incredible. The, the goals he scored, the the part, the assists he scored, he would be hundred and fifty million pound player in this day and age, without question. He would be wanted across Europe. He's that good, that good. And do you know yeah. what the worst thing is though? All these the major highlights, which I'm sure we'll come to. All the goals he certain goals he scored and career highlights, all of that was done without him being a hundred percent fit. Mm. He actually got his injury in nineteen eighty six. Nineteen eighty six, yeah, I know. Wow. He got injured. I didn't know that. That's, I didn't know that. that is didn't know that, at all. that is when he got injured and he was never right. quite the same player after that. So can you imagine what we were robbed yeah, of? Right. Yeah. No, no, what he could is, have done, what he could have, what he could have been. He played for three, four years, didn't he, on that injury, and he was just amazing. So, like you said, yeah, imagine how he would have done. When he... Actually, just, just before you carry on, Andrew, just um, we've got a very, very special guest that's just joined us. Um, he actually used to play with Rocky. Uh, welcome to the show again. He's been on before. It's Mark Flats. How you doing, Mark? You right, mate? How you doing? How's everyone? Hey, Mark. Hi, Mark. Hi, Mark. Hey, Mark. How you doing? Good. How are you? Not bad at all. Yeah, not too bad. We're just remembering How's your everyone? mate. Who, Kev? No, he's on the other one. No, it's Rocky. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Rocky. Bless him. I I used to do his boots when I was YTS. Oh, wow. Did you? Yeah. He, we see him, him as, as lovely and fantastic. And I think he was just like that, wasn't he? Oh, Rocky was a top man. In and out, he was. I'll tell you what, he when I was at YTS, he taught me a lot. He used to come up to all the YTS players, give us advice, you know, and he's just a top bloke. Oh, yeah, no, no, I mean, it's, it's good, it's good to hear that from the inside, if you like, as well, because obviously from the outside, that's how we saw him. You know, we all saw him as being a fantastic guy, a brilliant footballer. So, you know, it's great to hear. I mean, you must have so many memories of him, Mark, mustn't you, of you know, playing with him, training with him every day and stuff like that. Yeah, that's right. Rocky, like I said, from the I was 15. And even when we was at YTS, we used to do the boots. He was number one. He was always used to come to the boys and give us advice, telling us what we're doing wrong on, on and off the pitch. Um, and what I remembered of him is he's always, always had a smile on his face. Yeah. Yeah, he did, he did mm. seem to be, every time we saw him, he always seemed to be smiling. Even when he was injured, he still seemed to be smiling, didn't he? Um, we've got a question in the chat, actually. We can all answer this um, from um, FIFA boy Darren there. Um, how are you doing, Darren? Thanks for watching. He said, hey, Darren. Goal that Hi, Rocky Darren. This will be interesting because uh, we may well all have a different one, perhaps, because he had so many great goals, didn't he? Maybe we start with you, with you Melvin. And what was your favourite um, goal from Rocky? The one that I wasn't at the stadium would be obviously the Tottenham one in the League Cup. But the one that I was at the stadium was Man United away when he chipped the keeper. Beat the, 
three players in, the, in about two yards. Chip the keys right that game. Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah, right. Ryan's got that one as well. Love, love to keep it. Yeah, that was a great goal. Great I like game. the one um, against Villa. Does anyone remember that one? Yeah, the way. I, I thought it was, was brilliant, that goal. Yeah, brilliant. Yeah, I was no, at that game and all. Oh, was yeah. you? <laughs> that was great, great yeah. goal. What about yourself, uh, we, got, your we got attacked after the match, actually. Um, group of us got attacked oh. by a load of Villa fans after the match. I dropped my hot dog and I was gutted. Oh, I was starving. <laughs> Priorities, Andrew. I know. I know. But no, what a goal. Uh, and that was actually, to be fair, that was the Villa kit that was probably one of my, one of the best kits ever. Maybe it's like a copy of the Denmark kit at the time. Yeah. The 80s Denmark kit, where it's like yeah. in two with... Oh, beautiful anyway. But yeah, it's a great, great goal. But my favourite goal was at home versus Middlesbrough where he literally took on and beat about five or six uh, middle players. He just literally picked the ball up on the right wing, just inside our half, really, and just sort of cut in, just dribbled around. And being there, I was just so exciting. It was just the best goal I've ever seen live, I think, still to this day. I absolutely, because it was Roadcastle as well, I just went mad. And absolutely brilliant goal. Brilliant, brilliant goal. Yeah, no, that, that was a brilliant goal. What about yourself, Mark? What was uh, what do you think your favourite um, Rocky goal was? A lot to choose from, which which is good. Rocky's goal, yeah, I think the Tottenham one. Yes, yeah. semi final. I think that's that's what yeah. started us off in a good run and got through to the final. And you could just see emotions on his face. You know, it meant a lot. He was still a yeah. teenager then as well, I think, wasn't he? Yeah, I think he was nineteen. Yeah, Rocky's quite young. Yeah. yeah. I think he was 19 when he scored that goal, yeah. I mean, I, 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 I was like saying, Mark. Middlesbrough one, that was a great goal, yeah. Middlesbrough, yeah. Mark, I was, I was just yeah. saying before you joined, how frightening is it, really, that we never really saw the best of David Rowcastle? Because, I mean, he got his injury in 86. And right. he was never quite, you know... Can you imagine what player he could have... I mean, he's an incredible player anyway. Incredible yeah, player, but can you imagine just how quite good he could have been? Because um, we, I think he left in '92. '92, yeah, is that right to Leeds. Yeah, yeah, Leeds, Leeds. Uh, he was yeah. only mid. He's only mid twenties then. Mm. Yeah, twenty five. Yeah, twenty five. Can yeah, you imagine was... what a player we could have had if he if he'd have not got that injury? I mean, it's not worth thinking about really, but it's just such a shame when you do think about it because how great he was, but how great he could have been if he never got that injury. Exactly. I mean, it's exactly. amazing, really. And as I mean, well, he, England England caps as well. How many England caps you would have mm, got as well? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, Shane, I, I, in the I reckon chat, so. Shane in the chat says he, did, he doesn't know much about Rocky, um, which, yeah, probably a little bit before your time. Uh, did he play much for England? Who could you compare him to in style? And how much is he worth in the market today? Well, I mean, he'd be worth. <laughs> like I said. I mean, if Pepe I already said sweat, that, didn't I? Then Rocky would yeah. be worth four times <laughs> that. Would, um, but hundred over hundred million, easy. He didn't play for England that much, did he? Maybe 17, 18 times, I think it was. It wasn't he wasn't a regular, was he? No, unfortunately, he never seemed to he, whether that was his injury. He would have gone to Italia 90, he would have yeah, gone to Italia 90, but he only yeah. just got back to fitness just yeah. before it. And he lost he lost his place to David Platt, guys. Uh, I'm so squad. sorry, I've got a shoot now. Oh. Oh. Could touch stay all night and talk about it. But thank no, you so much for having me on. No problem at all. It's been a pleasure. Nice to have you on. I'll come back another time. 
Just give your channel a quick plug before you go, Amanda, because I know you obviously have a great channel that you've got. Sorry, I couldn't so say that again. Just give your channel a quick plug before you go, because it's a great oh, channel. Oh, right. Yes, uh, the Highbury Squad with me, Soph and Kev. Come and join us. We do a lot of fan interactions. Most nights we're on. And, um, yeah, the Highbury Squad, come and follow us. But lovely to see you all. Bye, everyone. Take care, Amanda. See you later, Amanda. See you, Mark. Bye-bye. Yeah. So that's Amanda from Highbury Squad. Make sure you check um, the channel out there. There's some great stuff on there. Kevin Campbell is a regular as well on that channel. Um, quite a lot as well. So, yeah, I mean, he, he didn't really... Um, Rocky didn't really play for England, did he, that much, unfortunately. And um, I just remember there was... Um, you said about the 1990 World Cup. He was battling to get fit. And he actually scored against Southampton. It was on his birthday, which was 2nd of May. And he scored a goal mm. against Southampton, and we all thought, "Oh, he's going to get picked for the World Cup squad now." And obviously, it didn't quite, didn't quite happen for him. Was he really disappointed about that, Mark? He, he must have been. Yeah, well, Rocky, you know, day in day out, he, he just wanted to play. He just wanted to play, and you know, it's just it was down to the management. And England had a good squad there as well. So, yeah, and like you said, he was he was young, trying to break through. Um, he, like you said, the injuries put him back a bit, but um. He, he, if he didn't get injuries, like the other guy said, I think he would be in the English squad more often. Yeah, no, I think he definitely would have been. Because he, he was kind of, you know, I suppose you had John Barnes who played on the left and you had Rocky on the right. That would have been fantastic. Oh, what a pair of wingers that would have been. Yeah. I know you said, we, you said we had a good squad uh, in 1990, but it would have been better if Rocky had been in it. Oh, <laughs> it really would. Yeah, Oh. He might have took a penalty instead of Waddle, maybe. So you never know, you see. We would have mm. won the World Cup, perhaps. But, um, you never know. Rocky Rocky could even play centre midfield with Gascoigne. You know, oh, that could yeah. happen. Imagine yeah. that. Oh. Well, towards the end the of his last career, he played centre midfield, didn't he? A bit towards the end. That last That's season, right. he, he was more central, wasn't he? Mm. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, he, he probably could have played there, actually. I mean, yeah. I, I don't see why not, because, yeah, I mean, he was... He was an athlete, wasn't he? More than anything yeah, else, box to well. box to box. Yeah, he just didn't yeah, stop running, did he? Energy, yeah. I remember the I day. Need... Sorry, sorry, I remember, sorry, sorry, sorry. I remember the day Look. that my brother in law told me that Rocky had got a lead. I thought he was joking, taking a mickey. He wasn't an Arsenal supporter, no. in law. So I thought, I said, No, no, I'm gonna wait at the time. I went, no, no, because then he didn't know about it. You know, like, you used to get the papers a day late, didn't you, for the, for the news mm. when you're away? I said, shut up. He said, no, I heard it. He's gone. I said, no, they would never sell Rocky. They would never sell Rocky. Because I didn't know the injuries and all that. You know, I didn't think it was as bad as all that. I thought, yeah, you got an injury, come back, it'd be all right, you know, over a period of time. And I was devastated. When he says, I'm not yeah. joking, it's definitely happened. He's gone. I felt like, I thought, what a loss. I felt down. It was like, oh my God, no. And I don't think I would have felt like that for any other player apart no. from when I found out Liam Brady was sold. There was no, oh, other, player, no other player I could think of. Oh, like for Rockers, yeah. He was Arsenal. He was just fantastic. Yeah, you went to a game to watch him because he was, he was, yeah. he, he got Arsenal when you got Arsenal. And that's what was so good about him. Yeah. No, no, you definitely, definitely. Yeah. I mean, that's. I, obviously, when he, when he left, I was I was shocked. I think we all were because yeah. you couldn't imagine him playing for anybody else. He, he was he was no. rocky and he was ours, and you know what I mean. We just couldn't imagine it really. And I know that I've, I've read I've heard a story that he was really upset when he was told that the club had decided to sell him as well, wasn't he? Uh, yeah, that's, that's right. Yeah. 
that's how much Arsenal meant to him. So, you know, um, there's a few um, comments in the chat. Um, Ender has said that um, the Liverpool programme at the weekend is dedicated to Rocky. Yes, it is. Um, did you manage to get one, Andrew? Because I know you were looking to get it, wasn't you? Oh, you're on mute. On mute. You're on mute. <laughs> God, unprofessional. Terrible. Schoolboy error. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> no, I did. I managed to get one in the end, thank- thankfully. I think there's a problem with, I was trying to use the, I don't want to go boring, but I was trying to use the Amazon Pay and it wasn't working. And I thought, because it kept coming back out of stock for some reason. But yeah, I just changed it. Yeah, thank- thankfully. Thanks to Ryan, I got one. Um, and also, uh, just a shout out to Ender, who's got, um, says he's got, a beautiful copy painting of him from the artist doing yeah. it for charity. And I've got one of those as well. Definitely yeah. check that out. I think it's uh, Charlie Shanks, Charles Shanks yeah, Charlie, art. Yeah. Charlie Shanks yeah, art. Yeah, yeah. Print it is. I've got some stuff. Off Brilliant. Print. Yeah. Very, very I've got, yeah. I've got my uh, print. So yeah, great. Have a look at his uh, shop as well. Um, nice. Yes. Yeah, looking forward to receiving that program. Nice. Yeah, no, it's, it's really good. And I know Arsenal may be coming, have come in for a bit of criticism in the past, haven't they, for maybe not commemorating it enough. So it's great that they've done that uh, this year. And it's that's really good. And, um, yeah, I'm it's a nice, nice touch. Nice touch. It is, yeah, mm. it is a nice touch. And, you know, it's good that the, you know, Arsenal have got that little bit of class, haven't they? You know, they, they care about people that's been involved in a club. And, you know, and it's great to see that they've done that. Um, Definitely. This, um, this weekend for the program, which is good. Let's hope that the let's hope the team put in a performance to, to match and um, <laughs> get the result as well. That would be good. Hopefully, it might inspire them. But they should all read it beforehand and get them in the um, you know, getting to understand what playing for Arsenal really means and what it. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Some of them, I'm not sure if they quite get it these days. Do they? Unfortunately, and and I said at the beginning, we could maybe do with um, you know, two or three Rockies now, couldn't we, in the team to really. You know, help us along because we seem to be lacking in in that sort of area with, with players like that. But but yeah, I mean, Definitely. obviously, um, when I found out, well, I mean, none of us really found out he was ill. Did you know he was ill, Mark? Before it all kind of came out in the in the sort of press, which was just before he died. No, wasn't it? it wasn't. I didn't um, find out until quite later on when he started sort of getting getting a bit worse. Um, because um. Got, Kept in contact with his brothers and family and stuff, but he was really quite quiet, so quite personal. Um, but I did, I did go to his funeral, so I, I did go to his funeral. So that was a good, good thing for me because I had a lot of respect for Rocky. Done a lot for me. He taught me a lot. So yeah, rest in peace. No, exactly. I mean, um, it was obviously a non-Hodgkin's lymphoma that that he had. And um, unfortunately, that's what my sister had as well. It's what uh, my sister died of. So I kind of understand what what that's about, really, because I've seen seeing my sister go through it. So I know exactly how, how um, what a terrible thing that is as well. So that kind of made it a little bit worse for me at the time, having been through it with my sister before, and then knowing that he would have gone through the same, unfortunately, as, as her. So, um, but yeah, I mean, bless you. Sorry to hear that. Yeah, me I mean, too, Rich. Sorry yeah. about that. It was a long time ago. Right? Yeah. Sorry. You, you never kind of, um, I suppose, you, people say time's a healer. I suppose it is, but it isn't as well, is it? Because you never you never lose that. And I suppose it's good that you don't really, because it's why it's so important, isn't it? Why these people are so important to us all. And, you know, and, and maybe maybe I have more of a, 
um, an affiliation, if you like, with, with Rocky because of that, maybe as well, you know, apart from everything else, that's maybe a little bit extra. That makes me kind of, you know, have a little bit more um, feeling towards it, maybe, perhaps, I don't know. But, I mean, yeah, yeah. I remember that, that North London derby, obviously, against Tottenham was on the day, wasn't it, when it was announced that morning and... Um, was any of you guys at that game? Because that was um, yeah. that was an emotional day, wasn't it? Yeah, I, I wasn't there, but I saw I saw it. Yeah, very emotional, very emotional. Big shock mm. to everyone. Yeah, oh, that was. I mean, no one really knew, did they, that he was even ill at that point? And then suddenly it's announced that he had passed, and it was like, wow, it was that game. He's been in Malaysia, hadn't he? He'd been in Malaysia for two or three years. That, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He mm. was playing there for a year Richard. or two before he died. Was that the game that they had the minute silence that game with the Spurs? At the start of the game, yeah. They was all in the centre yeah. circle, wasn't it? Arsenal and Tottenham players. Yeah. But the Spurs supporters were unbelievable. They were so good. Yeah, they were. Yeah. They showed yeah. what a lovable chap he was. Forget about he wore the red of Arsenal. To them, mm. he was a proper footballer, a proper person. Yeah. And the respect they showed yeah. was fantastic. Yeah, definitely. Absolutely. Yeah, no, no, yeah. I mean, we shouldn't forget that. No, I said that in the video I did yesterday. I mean, massive respect to the Tottenham fans that day because they, you know, they respected that whole thing that was going on, didn't they? Um, really, really well. well and when, was, when push comes to shove, so I said when push comes to shove, all football fans really do show their respect. I mean, look at what happened at um, uh, Anfield 89 when we handed out the, the flowers and everything. Mm -hmm. And, you know, yeah. the Liverpool fans were so you know, really grateful, yeah. respectful for the way yeah. that we had, and Arsenal handled it brilliantly, and, but all the fans together were excellent, and and I think that's happened quite a few times, in, and there's been horrible tragedies happen yeah. throughout sport, and this affects everyone, and I, yeah, can't say, you know, enough really about um, about the Spurs fans on the day, because it was, it was a really, really emotional day for all Arsenal fans, and yeah, yeah they were yeah. spot on. Spot on, and I think that happens quite a lot. And we football fans get a really bad rep, but a lot of the time, you know, we do show our true colours um, and come together, don't we? No, no, I mean, yeah, look at the thing what Richard's done. Richard invites first fans of from all other clubs over this year. With he's done it, and everyone we've met has been absolutely top notch, haven't they? You don't know yeah. some of them you invite on; it could be anything, and they're really yeah. smashing mm. people. We're all got the same thing in our minds. We love football. We support different teams, but we love football. Let's go on with it. And it's brilliant. It's made me feel what's going on. It makes me, yeah. as a human being, feel much better about everything, you know? Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Just, just think when you go abroad, like anywhere in the world, right? And you get to your resort and then you, you, you overhear someone at dinner is English and they start talking about football. You think, oh, my God, go straight. If you make a feeline for them, <laughs> you can chat to them all your, your whole holiday about football, can't you? Yeah. Care who they support. Yeah. You know, football is a, is, a tr is a true following in life, isn't it? It doesn't matter who they support. When it's you're on neutral ground, you can just, yeah, you can chat about anything. It's great. Yeah. It's a universal language, football, isn't it? No matter where yeah. you are, you wear a football shirt. If you go on holiday and you wear a football shirt, you're going to make friends on holiday because people yeah, definitely. talk to you about football, won't they? Whatever team they support, whatever country they're from in the world, and it's brilliant, and it is. And I don't think you get that with anything else, do you? I, I think football's no. the only... I think it's the only sport that you, you get that in, I think, to that same that same level, really. So I always make sure when we ask well, them, right. yeah. because um, you know you're going to end up meeting some interesting people, which is always good. <laughs> <laughs> But, you know, I, I mean, Melvin's right. I mean, we've had some great fans on the channel this season, actually, from all other clubs, and it's been and it's been really good. And it does, 
you know, I think we've all been, uh, you know, especially if, you know, you was at football in the 1980s in particular, when it could be quite frightening at times. Um, and it's good that deep down, as Melvin said, I think all football fans are the same, ultimately. We want the best for our club. For 90 minutes, we shout and scream and, you know, you're shouting at them as well, the other fans. But ultimately, when the game's over, it's over, isn't it? You, you shake hands if you, you have like. have a drink and have a drink with them. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, I guess it, it's probably slightly different for, for you as a player, though, Mark. Was it? You know, obviously you would have had a lot of rivalries with the other teams and stuff. You know, did that kind of carry over outside of the off the pitch, or was it was it forgotten about well, after instead of drink? I would say, I would say eighty percent. No, twenty percent. <laughs> you, you probably have a, a few digs at people and have a few digs at you. But um, I've, I've played against best mates. As soon as you cross that line, you've got no friends. You know, you yeah. don't want to win for your mm. team. Yeah, after the after the game, you go and have a chat. You you have a drink or have a meal with them. That's it. You know, job done. But once yeah, you pass yeah. them pass them lines and you're on a pitch, you got no friends. It's the wheel wheelstone raider territory. I ain't got no yeah. friends. You got no friends. I used to watch you uh, quite regularly um, as well with the reserves at Highbury, Mark. Because uh, he used to oh, let right. me in for free. Um, right. Highbury he used to go. I used to when I worked in the in the city for quite a while. There, I used to just pop there straight after work, go walk in for free, watch all the reserves. But it's fantastic times. What brilliant mm. times uh, that we there. I mean, I, I must have said hello to you quite a lot, <laughs> quite a lot back oh, in the right. day. But, okay. <laughs> because we, he, I mean, yeah, but he was really friendly. He used to walk down the front after the match, and you know, that's right. As, yeah. as, as they were leaving the pitch, we'd all say hello and all that. And, Stop That's and right. have a chat from time to time, and it's brilliant times. Just miss those. I miss Highbury so much uh, in oh, those God. days. Really, it was, can't be, it was so much more accessible. Can't be. so accessible. Yeah, Mark, Sorry? I used to watch you over London Colney. Oh my word! What youth days? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just go down. Saturday mornings, I think it was. Yeah, London Southeast County. You're on the. You're right on the touchline. Literally on the touchline. I yeah, think the parents yeah. had to be a bit away or something, if I remember rightly, something like that. And it was That's fantastic. Right. The, football, it's all this, the football was amazing. It really was. It opened your eyes to, God, this one's coming from. I remember you on the wing. Well, I hope you like, reason I hope I remember you like Pat Rice. <laughs> no, it wasn't Pat Rice. I yeah, I hope you were standing with Pat Rice. Every time I went there, Mark, there was David Dean there. David Dean. Oh, David Dean. Yes, that's right. He knew everyone's names, knew the parents' names and everything. And uh, yeah, Cole, he, the one who went to Newcastle when United, he was in your team at the time. Yeah, Andrew What's Cole, the, yeah, that's right. Andrew Cole, sorry, Andrew Cole. He was in, yeah. you, you and him used to play a lot together, I remember. It's fascinating. Yeah, really yeah. He was there week in, week out in the reserves when I was there. We were all watching him. I used to say, I said at the time, he's a, he was lightning, he was so good. And I thought, yeah. I said to my mate, he used to come with me, I said, he's going to play for England one day, this kid. And it's a shame we uh, couldn't keep hold of him. But obviously, there was a choice, really, at that point between him and Kevin yeah. Campbell. And they're both great strikers. And it's, you know, you have to uh, let one sort of... If you love someone, you have to set them free, as the old saying goes. Yeah. But, yeah, uh, yeah. he didn't have a bad career, did he, old uh, Andy Cole? <laughs> I'm not sure no, Jordan really. loved him that much. That might have been why he got rid of him, though. That's the problem, I suppose. But anyway. Yeah, I know. I mean, I'm not going to ask you the... the you know, all the ins and outs, Mark, but apparently, I don't think he was the flavour of the month with George Graham, was he? Um, yeah, Andy Cole, maybe? That's right. Um, a lot of a lot of people take Andrew Cole the wrong way, I think, you know. Andrew Cole, he's a very shy person, very 
personal. Mm. You know, if you if you treat him how you treat your own friends, he'll he, get on with mm. it, you know. But um Coley, he's a lot of a lot of people a lot of press take him the wrong his attitude the wrong way. He's a he's a good guy. Oh he's a good person. Teddy Sheridan does. He takes him the wrong way, doesn't he? <laughs> yeah. yeah, Teddy likes him, yeah. <laughs> Mind you, I think Teddy Teddy rubs everyone up the wrong way to be perfectly honest. <laughs> he certainly rubs Arsenal fans up the wrong way, doesn't he? Um, oh, definitely. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Did a few things in uh, do you listen to the um, oh, the, the Tuesday Club podcast? Yeah, very funny. Uh, very funny. I mean, no. they, uh, they've always they've always got uh, Teddy Sheridan stories every single episode, pretty much at the end, don't they? Oh, yeah. right. Yeah, yeah people write yeah. in. It's very funny that one. Can I just say something? What? Uh, just bring up one thing as well about the. Uh, I mean, the other. I mean, other side to the David David passing the tragedy of it all, and mm. it's it's quite weird, really, because he was in line to join Arsene Wenger's staff as a coach in two thousand. Before you know, the news broke that he was ill and stuff, and obviously we know what happened. He, it happened very very quickly. I mean, he could have been a coach at Arsenal. They they really wanted him um, to bring him in. And um, the weird thing is, the same thing happened with Jose Antonio Reyes. The summer he oh, really? died, he was going to be coming to join Arteta's uh, backroom staff. Wow. I mean, that's a bit... It's just a bit... Oh, it's really, really weird um, yeah. uh, how it both happened to, to both players. And obviously... Different, you know, different uh, generations and different uh, sort of levels of uh, adoration at the club, clearly. But it's just a bit of a shame that it happened twice. Yeah. It's just, uh, just very, very sad. Really sad. Yeah, definitely. yeah, no, I, I, yeah I suppose you, that's sort of strange how that happened with both of them too, isn't it? Then? Just as they may have been... Can I just say one more thing, and I do really apologise. I don't want to... <laughs> I also had one of my worst moments... Um, in a football ground. It was um, the 89 season. And I I, I thought I was see, watching David die on the pitch. Then oh, away Mil- to Millwall. Millwall game, yeah. I was, I I was 10 meters, I was, I was, well, yeah. ten, 10 foot away from him. Oh, you know, maybe yeah. a bit more. I, I could see him clearly right in front of me. And I just had a tear coming down my face. I was just like, what the hell is going on? Yeah. I mean, my idol, literally right in front of me. It was just no, like yeah, he's having almost like a fit. You know, cause he, his tongue was blocking tongue. his airways, and we all know Gary Lewin saved his life. He had to break his jaw to right, to yeah. pull the obstruction out of the way. And I saw, I was there in front of it all. And to be fair, we all know what Millwall fans' reputation was like in the nineteen eighties, and you know a lot of it was warranted because I I, I went to a lot of Millwall games because my brother in laws were both Millwall fans, and. Um, but they were fantastic that day as well because they knew what was happening. They weren't, you know, <laughs> you could think that some some fans would start, you know, chanting like what happened with um, the Stoke fans with uh, Ramsey, yeah. etc. Yeah. It was horrible behaviour. But Millwall fans were spot on that day, to be fair. But uh, it was such a shock. I mean, it's a horrible thing to to witness um, being there when that happened as well. So uh, thank God for Gary Lewin, you know. <laughs> On that yeah. day, because he did his job immaculately. What a job he did that day! God, I mean, what I physio think... he is as well. Yeah, I think, yeah, I think if, yeah. he's at, if he's at our club now, I don't think a lot of players will be injured the way they are if he was still there. No, 
No, I, I totally agree with you. Totally agree with you. And it went downhill as soon as you left, really, to be fair. Yeah. Yeah. With, uh, people being out for a, a couple of weeks. Yeah. Yeah. He was at England whilst he was at Arsenal, wasn't he? Yeah. Yeah. We had a Fred Street before he was England's physio and Arsenal's physio as well, wasn't he? Mm. Yeah, and yeah. we had the doctor, the yeah. doctor, someone who was doctor at Arsenal, doctor uh, of England squad as well. Yeah. Can't remember yeah. his name. Yeah, I know yeah. you mean. Yeah, I know, yeah, I know. Yeah. Yeah. but yeah, no. So yeah. we see we used to have a good medical team. Unfortunately, it doesn't <laughs> seem to be quite so effective nowadays, does it? Really, but anyway. No, yeah. Could better not could it be out for a couple of weeks and then a year later? No, still don't know when he's going to be back. You know? Yeah, I know. Yeah. I mean, that, 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 incident, that, that incident you mentioned there, Andrew, at Millwall. I mean, I, I remember that. Mm. And I've read somewhere, I don't know if it's in maybe a Rowcastle's book that I've got or some somewhere that apparently um, he never felt the same about playing after that. That really affected him quite badly. Mm. He was technically technically dead for a, a, a couple of minutes. He was technically technically dead for a couple of minutes before yeah. Gary Lewin worked his miracles. And um, I and mean, it's, it's going to affect you. Well, because yeah. it, it, it's strange that um, up till that point he hadn't missed the game for about two and a half years. He played every single match in every single competition, and then within uh, about a month of that happening, he suddenly was out of the team with his knee injury. And whether the two was connected, I'm not sure. But I just I just remember reading somewhere. It might even be Wright's book, perhaps. I can't remember where it where it is. I read it somewhere that apparently that really affected him badly, which you can understand why, of course. Yeah. You know, mm. and yeah. I mean, did, did you was you aware of that, Mark? Did he sort of say anything to you about that? No, I, I, I wasn't aware of that at all. No, it's the first time I've heard that. Um oh. I need to find out where I read it. I read it somewhere. But, um, yeah, I mean, it affects it, it still affects me to be perfectly honest, but just watching it, so I can imagine it must have affected him terribly, really. Um, yeah, I mean, I had a similar thing with some food getting stuck in my throat and I couldn't breathe for, for so long. It's very, very scary, it's a horrible yeah. feeling, I'll tell you, and especially happening in front of thousands of people on a football pitch. I mean, it's gonna, it's bound to have its, uh, yeah. have its effect, yeah. Yeah, no, no, exactly, yeah. So uh, it isn't a surprise that it would have affected him. But yeah, I'll have to find out where it was I read that, you know, because it's it always stuck in my head. Mm. It was a time ago, and that's just always really stuck in my head that, and then because he then started being out of the team very soon after that with his, with his knee injury, and whether or not it was connected, I don't know. But Yeah, but yeah. yeah. I don't you, you never know, know, do you? No. no. I mean, sometimes it's psychological, isn't it? You know, sometimes your injuries are worse, you know, because maybe if, if mentally you're not quite, where you where you want to be makes yeah. your injuries maybe slightly worse, doesn't it? As well, so I, I don't know whether that had a part in it at all. But I also remember as well something. And again, it, it was when he was out of the team, probably nineteen ninety ish, where um, George Graham had, had, you know, he had his um, column in the program, match program, and um, obviously Rowcastle hadn't been playing because he'd been injured. And I remember reading a, uh, his, his thing in the program one day, and he had said something about that um, he'd been struggling with his breathing in training and stuff like that and at the time you think oh okay you know was that connected to the to the tongue to the mill wall or was it maybe something connected obviously what happened later on with his illness i mean yeah. i was just i just remember reading that in the match program at the time and thought that was quite a, a strange thing to have to yeah be in the match really unusual 
Yeah, I think he was talking about obviously Rocastle because he hadn't been playing and people had been asking, you know, when's he when's he going to be fit? When's he going to play and that kind of stuff. And so he put something in the program, but you know, he'd, he'd, have, he'd have having a few like um, breathing issues, and that was another yeah. reason why he wasn't quite ready to play. So, I mean, would you wear that mark as well? No, but the thing is with with Arsenal, you know, if if something like that, they always keep it in house. You know, we don't really want to go in public and stuff. But you you just don't know, do you? You know. They always mm. got the best interest for the players, really. And if Rocky said he didn't want to tell no one or keep it quiet, you know, you yeah. just don't know. No, no, exactly. Mm. Yeah, that's probably the way it was. Um, Shane in the chat there says it looks like Rocky was a leader. Yeah, he, he, he definitely was. Definitely was, yeah. And like so many other players in the team back then. Yeah, that's true. Um, and he's got a question for you there, Mark. Shane, as he says, what is your opinion of the leadership of the current Arsenal squad? That's a good question, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, it's a very good question. I, w- I will say, at the 11, I think there's only one leader in that team. And he's only just signed for us, and that's Tierney. Uh, do you think Odegaard is a pretty good leader? Uh, he's, he's like a low-key leader. I think he's... I think, uh, what's I really, think, have you seen those really good videos? So, you know, where they've got yeah. the mic on a player and yeah. the Odegaard one. He's he's not scared of, of ordering people about. I and mean, he spent the whole match ordering sort of Lacazette telling him what to do and where to go and where to be. Oh, and, that's good. That's good. Uh, he's got elements of it. And he's he's a, he's a Norway captain now, hasn't he? And that's right. I suppose the only oh, other one is, um, is uh, David Luiz. But we haven't got him for very long. But he's a, a fairly good... <laughs> Guy to have uh, to organise. Yeah, I mean, they, they say they say Louise is um, in the change room very good. You know, he yeah. it's mm. not just that old uh, experience base. He, he gets on well with the youngsters. You know, gives them good advice. So you know, he, he's probably yeah. needs someone like that in that change room as well. Yeah. I think it's, with it's certain only one player has got longevity at Arsenal, certain longevity, and that is Tierney. We haven't got Definitely, the other guy yeah. yet. He's not even signed for us. No, and, I know. As I you know. say. Maybe Louise, it might be another year, that could be it. And that's if he's yeah. every game next year. Once someone who's got yeah. to play every game or near it, and who's, you know, who's going to be with us another five or six years. So I'd love exactly. him to sign yeah. it. I don't get me wrong, but I'm not sure if that's going to happen or not. I've got a bit of hope for Saliba as well. He seems to be a good a good leader. He's only a young guy, but don't forget, Tony Adams is only a young guy. When he was captain, um, so he looks like a, he's, he's really getting into shape this year um, at Nice. Uh, they've been transformed since he's been there. Um, so, fingers crossed that he might turn out to be a good leader on the pitch as well. You guys, what do you think of Gabriel? Do you, do you think he's a leader or he can be a leader? I think, I yeah, think he's I a think great he defender. I'm, I'm, not sure about, I'm not sure about his oh, leadership. Um, it's still early days, but I think he's a great defender. He's in the I making. What his English is like as well. I mean, I, I'm yeah, just exactly. learning exactly, English. Yeah. If he learns English and he can communicate um, well, then I can see he's got the he's got the stature, hasn't he, in the team? I think when he mm. plays, yeah, I mean, he's, know, he's he's not scared to get definitely. get involved with anything. You know, he's, he seems yeah. like if yeah. give him yeah. time, he might just you know. Yeah, I, I like you know, on that mind. Oh. as well. I, I, I like a central defender as a captain because they see the game in front of them. And yeah, exactly. I think yeah. you're in a position to, mm-hmm. be able to be that leader. I think if I think if you're a striker, everything's behind you a lot of the time. Yeah, I mean, you've got to have a good voice to shout as well when you're right down in the yeah. centre forward area. Yeah, you got it's got yeah. to be it's got to be a centre off, I think, you know. He sees yeah, everything and then 
he'll tell the player, he can tell the players everything so, yeah. that's going on. Yeah, and when you're shouting as a forward, you're facing the wrong way. You know what was, who else was good exactly. when you watched those yeah. videos? Sorry, Matt Ryan was really, really good. <laughs> yeah. Matt Ryan, I mean, yeah. A goalkeeper's another one, I suppose. Matt you know, Ryan. Everything's in front he of him. Was, um, What's going on? He, on that video, he was shouting in Portuguese and Spanish as well, wasn't he? The defenders. He was, I yeah. thought that was pretty, pretty amazing. That was great, that was, to watch. Most of our I think he's a good, good, good player. I like that, Ryan. In Portuguese. <laughs> <laughs> so he's I know. It's really impressive. Unfortunately, because you have to learn all the languages, because the, the, the dressing room's full of different languages, isn't it? I mean, our yeah. tennis speaks four or five languages, mm. isn't it? So, yeah. It's just the yeah. modern day. Yeah, so it goes these days, I think. Um, Joe's in the chat. He says, hi, guys. How are you doing, Joe? Um, and he says, uh, he never watched him. Obviously, Rocky, but heard he was a fantastic player. I think he's a bit young, Joe. Unfortunately, you missed uh, you missed out on um, on, on Rocky there because um, you certainly missed a, a treat. Get yourself on YouTube, Joe. Yeah, get, get, watch some videos. Definitely watch some videos. Amazing player. And he said, uh, Ryan played for Valencia, I think. Yeah, I'm that's sure. Did he before he went to Brighton? Did I, he? Sh- I think I think he might be right. Actually, he might, I think he um, might be right. Yeah, I think footballers tend to learn languages now, don't they? Just because all their mates uh, speak different languages, I suppose they have to go. <laughs> but, yeah. but that, that, that it, I mean, Matt Ryan did come across good in that video, actually. But then I think goalkeepers are very vocal, mm. anyway, aren't they? They have to organise it, yeah. don't they? So I think that that's just what they do. But I, I'd like a centre half as captain. So Gabriel. For me, he's got the potential. I think he's still too young and inexperienced. Yeah. But yeah, I think that um, in the future, I can see it possibly because he, you, you know, he leads by example, Richard, can't you? He leads by yeah. example. Yeah. yeah, that's one captain. So I won't yeah, mind him as captain at all. No, no I, 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 I don't maybe think yet. I, I think maybe yet it's a little bit early, perhaps. Um, but certainly. In, in the future, I can definitely um, see that being a possibility, but we'll see how, see how he develops and stuff like that. I think it's a bit early to say, but I mean, sort of going back to kind of Rocky's time, there was so many leaders in that team, wasn't there, at that time? Oh, God. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Much 11 in the team every yeah, week, didn't you? You didn't need a captain. It was the team ethic as well and the camaraderie in that team. Everyone was... Would do yeah. anything for anyone else, wouldn't they? They were all together. I mean, I mean, they were all socialising together, as we as we know, Tuesday Club. But, but they were fun. they were together. They were bonded. They were brought up the Arsenal way. They had Arsenal running through, but they, and they would do anything for each other, and that went a long way. And exactly. yeah, we've all heard the stories about Tony Adams having players up uh, up the wall by the neck just to give him a warning before they went out on the pitch. <laughs> you know, it was the Lee Dixon, wasn't it? That said that. Yeah. Lee um, yeah. But, Spurs game, yeah, yeah, yeah. Spurs, Spurs, Spurs London Derby. North yeah. See, Derby. once you cross that line, you need eleven. You need eleven warriors out there. Once you cross that line, and that's what that's Rocastle. And Rocastle, he was the first on the scene. If any of his teammates were yeah. hard, you know, tackled badly or whatever, he'd be straight over there. He was one of the, the old, first on the scene. Back in the, the old Trafford game. Yeah, yeah, yeah amazing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Mark, yeah. I'd love does to it have surprise that. you? Does it God surprise God. you, Mark, that with Saka getting so much stick on the pitch, the left back normally kicks rubbish out of him for the whole game. That none of the Arsenal players go up to the left back and have a little word or do something, does it? Or any of them? Yeah. Doesn't it worry you? Really? Yeah. Really does, no protection from really Arsenal, does, does he? alongside of the pitch. Mm. Yeah. No, yeah, but it, like no, no, no one takes responsibility, Mark. Did I? 
like you said, in the rocky rocky days, no one could have kicked it. They would have backed each other up. Exactly. It would, that, that wouldn't have happened. That would never happen. I heard a story about him. Uh, I know. Do you know what? I'm not even going to go there because I, I can't remember the proper details of it, who it was, what team it was. But I remember a player tried to take the piss with Rocky and gave him a real kick. And Roadcastle took took one, got up and just carried on. Happened again a couple of minutes later. And he literally got this player, because the player was on the floor as well, and he just towered above this player. And and just said something like, you know, you you're taking the piss, or you know, he wasn't wasn't scared of him whatsoever. I gave him a word in his ear. He never touched him for the rest of the rest of the game. <laughs> and I just wish I could tell. I wish I could the, the, remember to find the details of who it was and what team it was, but I can't. But that was him all over it. He, he was as like I said, strong as an ox, but he had the the skill and the balance and the grace and the technical ability of one of the best Brazilian players, you know, he, he had it all. Yeah. yeah. He was lovely. Oh, I'm, hope, I'm hoping that player he did that to he might have been Steve McMahon. That'd be good, wouldn't it, if it was him? Because he kind of... Oh, I hate him. Oh, I hate good. him so I'm much. In it. I'm in it. Yeah. Him I'm and John Aldridge. And let's, let's, John let's Aldridge, assume. like, throwing away David O'Leary's hand. And, like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let's hope it was, let's hope it was Steve McMahon. So let's, let's pretend it was, because that would be, that'd be a good yeah. story. Because... Mm. Uh, Tell yeah, me I mean, more, even if it's a lie. Yeah, exactly. Um, uh, mm. says, um, another question for Martin. He says, was training um, taken more seriously? Today's training seems a joke and a, a bit of fire aside. Um, I, I suppose, is it because the game's maybe more um, physically demanding perhaps than it was, would you say? Yeah, it's, the game's changed so much now. It's, it's completely different, you know. In, them, in our days training all, all, all you're probably doing is about fitness fitness work you know you've got to be fit you've got to be fit you've got to be strong but i think now it's more technical um sort of things in in the game and not as much as I suppose like you you look at the arsenal team now it, we're not strong enough we're not physical yeah. enough you know it's, it's gone out it's gone out the team yeah you need has. someone in someone an old school say manager not manager but player coming in and saying, look, this is how Arsenal is. You know, we're not a soft touch. Go out and play. Yeah. It's I mean, about GPS you... and stats nowadays. <laughs> it is, it is, yeah. I mean, it is. I mean in, in your in your day, Mark, was that kind of, did that come from George Graham, first and foremost? Did he instil that? Because we just said, you know, that the team did have a lot of leaders on, on the pitch. Did that come from George Graham, or did the players maybe have that naturally? Or was it a bit of both? I would, I would say George Graham... Um, brought it into us as well, you know, some of them players. But you, you've got to have it in you. You know, you, you, you've got to be a winner, you know. Mm. I think most of, that, most of the team, well, most of the squad, you know, mentally they were they were tuned in. They didn't want to lose, you know. And then they, once you cross that line, you're going to battle. Battle for the club, battle for the team. The squad Where do you think that's gone? Together. I yeah, think the because the, the staff, the whole staff, the whole club, it's completely changed and football's changed and, you know, mentality is not there. That's what I think anyway. It's a, it's a bit of a soft touch yeah. at the moment. Yeah. All the players that George put together, bought, he got rid of some and he bought some. All those players in his squad, every one of them was hungry. Yeah. You see, that may not have been hungry when he first got there. So he got rid yeah. of those, allegedly. 
So and the ones he with all the kids coming through and the players that are young that are just making it, they were hungry at play. They didn't look backwards, they looked forward. They wanted a career in football, they wanted a career with the Arsenal. And they gave 100%. And it proved it. It was very successful. One of the reasons it was successful was because of their hunger. Look yeah. at the back five. Winterburn, yeah, Wimbledon. That's, that's why we need oh, to Lee bring through. Stoke, Bold Stoke. Yeah. You know, Keown, Evan, all them. They wanted They wanted to improve themselves and they come to the club yeah. and look they what happened. They didn't want to fail at Arsenal, did they? They, 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 right. they got their chance at Arsenal and they didn't want to fail at Arsenal. wanted to stay at Arsenal. wanted to stay at that level. And that's, that's why right. I like, in lots of ways, that's why I like Chambers and uh, who who we brought through. That's a, in a way, that's why I like holding because they came up from lower lower sides and they, yeah. they really want to stay at the club at that level. Yeah. And uh, they try that a bit harder. And uh, yeah. and uh, Joe Carey, AFC Joe Carey, has said that he wants to see Miguel Aziz in the team. I, I think yeah. we've got the best crop of academy youngsters since the 1980s at the moment. And I think we should bring some of these through and just see how they get on, whether they sink yeah. or swim. Because that, you can't, you literally can't teach that that mentality of a player coming through the club from a young age, age eight or nine or ten, and working their way to the first team and wanting to stay there and wanting to keep yeah. their place for the next match and then the next match and then the next yeah. match. They want to play their heart out for the club that they've been at for their whole lives. So, yeah, and I think they one, yeah. We we've got that we've got that real good quality at the moment coming through. We can't waste it. You know, if we no, let no, um if we let uh, Balogun walk out, well, uh, I don't think we are letting him walk out. I think he's being adv- badly advised to walk out, to be perfectly honest, um, yeah. with his agent. But, and it's going to, like Wenger said, it's going to happen more and more often, unfortunately, even with the youngsters. But I think if we don't give these guys a chance, like Aziz, like Balogun, like uh, Muller, who's coming through, I don't think he's quite ready yet, actually. But we've got quite a few good players there, just on the cusp. And if we don't try them out in the first team, we'll never know. And we might we'll end up know. losing them. Exactly, exactly. They're yeah, good exactly. The That's what play. Graham, Graham brought, brought all them youngsters through. Look what he's done to Hun- Rocky, you know? 100%. And within yeah. what, within two, three years, we've won the league. And I, I, I really wish we could do that again. I just wish we could, you know, we could. Arteta would be brave enough just to give them a chance. Because I said, I've been banging the drum and they... <laughs> You know, Melvin and, and Richard know this. I, I was banging a drum for ESR to come into the team, saying it could have saved us all you know, tens of millions of pounds in Brilliant. the transfer yeah. market. And it, it worked out. It worked out. Yeah. And, and luckily, but it might be the same with um, with the Z's, because I, lo- I love the look of that guy. Yeah, and he, does he, if good. he comes in and, and sh- shines against Thomas, uh, alongside Thomas Partey, that could save us another 30, 40 million pounds to to replace uh, Xhaka eventually. I'm, I'm not yeah, saying you uh, immediately play every week, week in, week out, but at least have him on the bench so he can have 20 or 30 minutes every, exactly. every match. Gradually, yeah. gradually get him in. Well, that's, that's yeah. What, that's what, mm. yeah, keep him away from playing. People say keep him away from playing too much because of Owen and Wilshire injuries and stuff, but coming on from the bench, even the first team squad, exactly. They they that's need what, to be in the squad. Exactly what's dead. Yeah. 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 Mark, I think Matt, so. Smith, well, Matt Smith's playing pretty well, isn't he, actually? He's yeah. looking Charlton. Is he on is he on loan? Good. Charlton. He's on loan. Yeah. Yeah. The thing is with him though, like he was playing I think he was playing a lot under um uh the manager who got Boya, Lee Boya. 
but he's gone yeah. to Birmingham now. So I it's going to be interesting to see whether the, the new guy, oh, I don't actually know who's gone in there to replace Bowyer, to be fair, uh, but whether he plays him. So fingers crossed he will. Yeah, that's yeah. it. That's, that's what you want. Want him to keep playing. Yeah, because mm. I know there's been a few. I know there's been a few goals, but I'd like to just mention one again. Rowcastle, one of my favourites as well, was the way to Liverpool in the League Cup when we drew one. Oh, yeah. oh, what's <laughs> what a goal. goal that was! Yeah. The lucky the net was Brilliant. in place. If there wouldn't have been a net, it'd have still been going now. That ball, what a yeah. shot! What a amazing cannonball that was! Oh, hardly any backlift. And that's when no one could score against Liverpool at Anfield. No one was allowed to. And he just no, took it no. his and went bang. And that was it. Thank you very much. Brilliant. Great memory. We, we and went to school the next day. So proud, you know. We, we, we were robbed in that game. Liverpool fans at school. <laughs> we were robbed in that game. That was in the League Cup, wasn't it? And that goal put us 1-0 mm. up. And then Liverpool That's got right. a dodgy to get it to 1-1. It was a replay. That's it. Was it Barnes? Was it Barnes? Yeah, I think it was, yeah. It. it was Barnes, I think, yeah. I think so, dodgy yeah. Well, but Barnes and Rowcastle had a few battles against each other, didn't they? Actually, in that yeah. over that few years, didn't they? The good battles that they had actually yeah. playing against each other, very similar kind of style of play as they were. So yeah, that was quite interesting. I mean, for me, I think Rowcastle probably scored three of like, the top five best goals I've ever seen live. Actually, I would say the mm. one against oh, right. which the one against Middlesbrough was just incredible. I think that's one of the greatest goals that have ever been scored. Um, that one, um, the one uh, Old Trafford when he brushed off Paul Ince, brushed off yeah, Brian so Robertson, and yeah, Michael. Yes, I Michael's head. I don't <laughs> worry about that. Rowcastle's goal. And then obviously that one, <laughs> he chested it down and chipped yeah. it over the keeper at 30 yards. I mean, those three goals are just incredible. Oh, um, yeah. you know, three of the greatest goals I've ever seen live. Uh, probably mm. only Dennis Burkamp goals are probably. Topped him that one at Leicester when he got his hat trick. Burke when he oh gosh yeah oh yeah and then obviously the one at Newcastle where you know he just yeah. uh, greatest goal he ever scored. But yeah, I mean, Rowcastle probably I say scored three out of the top five I've ever seen. I think I can't think of many better than, than those three goals that, that Rowcastle yeah. scored. Yeah, just unbelievable. I mean, he, and he, he did that. It wasn't just a one off. He did it regularly, didn't he? Yeah, you know, he, yeah. He didn't score lots and lots of goals, but he scored yeah, a lot. But when of when he did, it was the special. Yeah, you, you remembered them. Yeah, they were important. But don't forget, assists assists weren't really counted back then either. There weren't any stats for no, assists or anything. Yeah, and no. he would have had tons of those. Yeah, you know when we, when when he did that chip against Man United, as I say, I went to the game. And yeah. my my sadness for me was I was in the Stretford end, couldn't no. get in anywhere else. Oh no! I had to stand there with my mate and oh, not no. move an inch. It was like, oh, dear. oh one of those. People were mad horrible. at when that, that was a great yeah. celebration, that was, that game, when that went in there. We was going mental. Yeah. I bet afterwards, you know, it was going mental as well, wouldn't you, afterwards? <laughs> afterwards, it got yeah. back in the car. Yeah! The funny thing was, about when I talked about Millwall earlier, that game, when he, uh, well, that horrible one, it, he was turned down by Millwall at, Thir- 13, I think, 13 or 14. They turned him down, said he weren't good enough. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it's like the bloke that, yeah. uh, that didn't sign the Beatles, you know. Uh, I bet they feel bad. <laughs> no. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, you're right. You there was a documentary on years ago about 
about the, the, the man, man and wife, they were a management agency and they didn't take on Elvis Presley. They yeah. interviewed him and they go, um, I suppose you're a bit you know, upset now you never took him on. They went, no, not really. No, really. <laughs> really. I know. I went to really? Club Studios where he was. He he was. Um, Johnny Cash was was set to be the Elvis Presley, if you know what I mean. But he was late for the meeting. Elvis turned up, and the rest is history. I mean, Johnny Cash didn't have a bad career either, to be fair. Cash, but yeah, Elvis, Johnny Cash he was. He was going to be. He was going to be singing the songs written for Elvis Presley. He was going to be launched as the Elvis Presley well, of the of the I time. I cannot imagine but, anyone else. Well, being as good as Elvis Presley singing those songs. Those no, I mean, it worked, out, it worked out bloody well for both of them, to be fair. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, I don't know, I the Pet Shop Boys did a good cover of Always, Always On My Mind, though, Melvin. Oh, true. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've got that one, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I like a bit of Johnny Cash. I think my first, first seven inch was Pet Shop Boys, West End Girls. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> No, I mean, I've got tickets to see them. It was supposed to have been last year, but obviously it was cancelled, and now they put it on to uh, 2022. So I'm hoping to get to see the Pet Shop Boys because they're, they're pretty good. Them like they made some. I saw them. Man. I saw them a few years ago because no. me, me ex, me ex was a take that bad, and and they were supporting take that at, at Villa Park. So I saw Pet Shop Boys, and then I was quite happy to leave. But you know, she wanted to stay and watch take that. Unfortunately. <laughs> well, yeah, the Pet Shop Boys are better, but he supports Arsenal, doesn't he? The guy who plays keyboards in the Pet Shop Boys. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. and it's a coincidence we had the one 0 to the Arsenal. That was Pet Shop Boys, wasn't it? That song. <laughs> yeah, that's where it came from, wasn't it? Because that song was in the charts at the time. Yeah. Mm. No, the, the story yeah. goes. I went to the game where it all started. That was the semi-final Paris. against PSG, Paris, wasn't it? Yeah. and the French started singing it. La, la, whatever it is, PSG. And then the yeah. Arsenal fans, when we scored, started singing, and they just carry yeah. on from there. Brilliant. Mm. All right. Yeah, it was yeah. that game. Brilliant. Wow. I that wish uh, I thought, what a play. I wish uh, the for Arsenal fans carried on with uh, Tom's Diner. Remember the, that song, Tom's Diner? Yeah, it really got. Remember that? I love that. Did it sound differently? Did it sound differently? Sorry, I can't believe they said that American songs we were coming out. That was Elvis Presley, the Thumbing of You. Oh yeah, no. Where the hell that got the Arsenal? What was that good? No, it's, yeah. it's Sweet Carolina at the end of the games they play now, isn't it? At the end yeah. Which is all right, isn't it? It's not that. Just to change the subject slightly. Yeah, I'm not here. I, I'm not here and I don't care, probably. Um, the, the, I don't understand. At half-time and at full-time, they tell you the score. I mean, what's all that about? If you cannot <laughs> remember the score, you are not when you go to watch a football game. Sorry. Because you'll get home and get the result. Yeah. Mind you, I went to a, I went to a few in the nineties. Uh, after <laughs> I went to a few in the nineties, where I was still probably under the influence of a, a few different things. So I might not have remembered uh, some of the scores after the game, but uh, I had a, I had a good excuse. Yeah, well, there was one game I went. To. We, played, we played Manchester United. This was nineteen eighty five at Highbury, and I was on a clock end, and um, it was in the first half, and we all became aware that there was a load of Man United fans on the clock end and it was all going to kick off. And we were sort of made aware this was going to happen. And suddenly there was a big surge 
and there were bodies everywhere on the clock end. And it didn't go on for very long. Um, and then everything kind of settled down. The police came in and everything like that. Um, and then obviously the game carried on and, it, and the game finished and we hadn't seen any goals. So I went home. I was on the train going home and um, I was reading the programme on the, on, the, on the underground and some, I think he's a West Ham fan, got on. I said, oh, how'd you get on today? I said, oh, it was nil-nil draw. Oh, OK, he said. Anyway, watched it on match of the day that night and while all that fighting had been going on on the clock end, Man United had scored. Gordon Strachan scored at the other end in front of the North Bank. Man United had scored. <laughs> I didn't even know <laughs> <laughs> but yeah that was a nightmare that but yeah so you don't always know the score i suppose but yeah yeah i suppose you should be really. i went up to old trafford years ago with the firm a few people i used to work with right and this guy came i thought you meant the west ham firm then for me. <laughs> no 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 and we i never knew this geezer knew only for years never knew he was a football supporter I never knew he was an arsenal supporter and on the way going up in, in the in the train, he was digging me. Oh, yeah, Arsenal's going to do this. We've got to do that. We've got to do that. I don't even know you're an Arsenal supporter, mate. Anyway, before the game starts, we get all get um, bits of paper. They put it in a bucket and you choose a couple of quid in each. Choose who's the first goal scorer, right? So we're mm. watching the game. Anyway, it's nil-nil. We're holding on. All of a sudden, Strachan scores. You remind me of saying, And this guy, who was supposed to be an Arsenal, goes, yes. He said, I've got Strachan. They're gonna kill him. They're gonna kill him. He had Strachan in the lottery, and he's happy that Strachan scored because he. No, 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 no. We played. Um, oh, no. We played Millwall in the cup once. Um, in the eight, I think it was a cup. What year it was? Eighty-seven. Um, eight, yeah, season, we lost against Millwall. Was it that game? Yeah. I was yeah. in with the Millwall fans, though. I couldn't get a ticket for the Arsenal fans. I, and I was quite young at the time. And I, I went with my brother-in-laws, who I mentioned earlier, who are both Millwall fans. So they got tickets in the Millwall end. And um, I bought the brand-new Arsenal shirt at the time. I had an Arsenal scarf. Um, but obviously, I had it un- under a coat. I had it on under a coat, and I was, like, petrified. Yeah. The bloke in front of me, this massive bloke, he built like a brick shit house, right? He stood up. Um, not long after kickoff, I held up the Arsenal shirt, and his son, he's only a little kid, like set fire to it with a lighter, and I held it up right in front of me, saying "fuck the lighter," like basically really going for it, like "fuck Arsenal, fuck you," really foul mouthed, like tirade. And I was like right behind yeah. him, thinking, "Oh, sinking further and further into my seat, thinking I wish I weren't here." <laughs> the only time I wished I wasn't at Ivory for a football match, bloody hell, that was a real event. That, that was. was the- that we was lost. the game that Kennedy scored, didn't he? He, made, he had a great game, Kennedy, I think, that game. He might have scored one or two against Mark Kennedy, that. it was. Really. Was it Mark Kennedy? That's it, Mark Kennedy. Yes, yeah. Yeah, yeah he really had played Terry, yeah. Yeah. Terry Erlock was in the team around that time, and uh, Sheridan and Cascarino as well. Yeah. They had a pretty good team at that point. Yeah, they got up to the first division, didn't they? Yeah, they got promoted. Yeah. Division that season. Yeah. We knocked them out of the Yeah. Yeah, that was a bad atmosphere. That's a good place. I was in the seats that day, and um, Horrific, Ryan said, um, "Honestly, part of the green street, green street." Going to cut people up bad. Yeah. Give them a Chelsea smiler, Melvin. I played the fifth. All right, I played the fifth. Right. He loves it when uh, when you guys tell stories of the matches you attended. Um, perfect guess. <laughs> thanks for tuning in, Shane. Good to. Uh, thanks for the, the comments as well. But yeah, I mean, we've we've been to some games over the years, I suppose. I mean, it must be different, Mark, from your point of view. Obviously, but being a being a player and on that side of it, how does the atmosphere kind of work with with that side of it? Because obviously, you know, when you when you're in 
in the, on the terraces as it was in them days, you know, things could get quite um, heated, shall we say, at yeah. times. Um, what was it like for you guys on the pitch when you were seeing stuff like that happening? Yeah, well, when it when it happened, in the, we really um, concentrate on the game, really. Um, I know it's a funny thing, but when you're playing the game, we don't really notice all that. We just get on with it. But, you know, we're here at the end of the game. We hear what's happened and you think, oh, gosh, really? Is that what happened? You know, you just sometimes you just block it out and get on with the game. Yeah. But yeah, there has been some, I know there's been some lively stuff going on. Yeah, not good. Yeah, yeah they used to. Taking that aside, Mark, taking that aside, when you go out on the football pitch, do, do you necessarily not play as well away because you're not used to the pitch or it's a bit hard? Or is it because you're a bit psychologically worried about the crowd cheering and not giving you the home crowd, not, you know, is against you rather than for you. Does that play in you at all? Or, or it's yeah, just one of those No, I think so. I think when you play away from home, you know, especially when the, the, you've got a packed ground and say you've only got 2,000 support, away supporters, it, it, then sometimes them supporters get overcrowded through this other fans stinging, you know, it's you just don't. And then you start getting panicky. And if you're not yeah. winning, you know, it's even worse. You know, yeah. confidence goes, then the team drops off, and then you lose. You think, oh no, yeah, away games definitely affects you. Definitely, I think. Yeah. What about on the other side of that, though? For example, I mean, um, some some players get stick off the home fans, don't they? At home games, for example, certain players have over the years, haven't they? I mean, that must have a, a real negative impact on the way that they play. Surely, I mean, I can remember a few players over the years. Paul Vassen, I remember once getting absolute. Terrible abuse from the Arsenal fans, and oh gosh, yeah, you do, you do. It's up to the player, you know, to or your character, you know. Sometimes because I've got loads of stick as well, you know. Sometimes it affects me. Some some players it don't affect, you know. It's just it's way the actual person inside how how you feel inside and out. But um, yeah, it's some players, especially if you're young as well. Mm, I feel yeah. sorry for the you get stick like now. You've got the youngsters giving him stick. I don't know why they're giving him stick for, you know. They're still learning the game. You know, give him, mm. give him a little bit of a chance, you know. Yeah. Like, you know, when I they get stick... I think play with earplugs in. play with earplugs in. That'd be much better. Yeah, but you wouldn't yeah. be your teammate, would you? Ask, ask I'm joking. Play. I know. I wasn't being serious. <laughs> <now>. <laughs> I, mean, I, 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 I remember I'm... Tony Adams getting really real pelters in his early days when he first came into the team. Oh, he, was, he was like... No, yeah. not really for Arsenal. No, not England. I remember him getting it for England. Yeah, England, England. Yeah, yeah well, England. when he, oh, England. when he first yeah. broke into the team, he was a little bit, you know, like Bambi on ice to start off with. He had a few like, oh, fun yeah. fights. But game, he, stuck, he stuck, stuck with it. Yeah, I remember a lot of the, a lot of the fans around me where I was standing, you know, as, as well when I first started going, not regularly, but when I was young, when I first started going to some matches, you know, him getting, you know. It's ridiculous to think about it now because imagine back in the day as well, if you had um, Twitter and, and and all that sort of oh, stuff back God. in those days as well. I mean, oh, it could yeah. it could kill kill players' careers, you know. Uh, yeah. If you got, yeah. And, it, and it, I'm sure it does now in loads of yeah. in loads of cases. Oh, without showing exactly. now, it, I mean, yeah. I've never understood the, the benefit as a fan of giving your own players abuse at nah. a game where you're there. Yeah, you might think they're having a bad game, but don't do it when the game's going on because they're not going to play better, are they? Because you, you're shouting. Exactly. I've never done it once in my whole entire not life. Like I've never abused one of our players at a game. game. Never. 
performance if the team's played badly. But there's no point getting on the players' back because that's not no. going to make it better, is it? I mean, it's just obvious. Just you know, you know frustration like, comes out. You know, it's it's in the game. You've got to take it for a player. You've got to take it. You know, that's that's how it is. Mark, you know, do you know? But it's 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 not. I just can't understand. It's not right, as, yeah. You must have known Gus, Gus Caesar. And he when he was in the in the youth team, he was seen yeah. as a real prospect, wasn't he? Really, really yeah. and he was he was in the England youth set up, everything. And he got yeah, slaughtered, no, no. didn't he, after one mistake? He had a few, yeah, I think a few games he had, he had for Arsenal. And yeah, he got stick and, and that, that probably affected never, him as well. It definitely his confidence. He, never, he must down, have never recovered mentally, surely. No. That must have really badly oh. affected him. That's right. That's what some, sometimes this happens, you know. Look at Adams. Adams got stick loads of stuff. He just went on, but cut it out. You, know, you, you must have known Gus quite well, I should imagine. I... I, I don't know him as such, but I did try. I did um, sort of YTS know when he was in the first team and how yeah, he trained. Yeah, I felt really so. sorry for him to be honest with you. Because, yeah, uh, I mean, he, got, he got a lot of stick. Got a lot of stick. Big and powerful. I've always wanted to get him on my show. I would. Lo I'd love to have a chat with him because yeah, he yeah, was really well, was, well respected. He yeah. was as a youngster coming through, and but he got slaughtered. And he, I don't think he ever recovered mentally from it. He, his career no. just literally went off a, off a precipice, didn't no, it? No, he went to Scotland. He played in yeah, Scotland. He played in yeah, Scotland. Yeah. Yeah, I think he did, yeah. Yeah, uh, Korea. He played more European football than us at one stage. <laughs> so the team he did, I think they qualified. I've met him actually, Gus. I met him after he, after he played, not long after he played the Arsenal. What a lovely chat. Spent time yeah, with him. I'd love to have a chat with him. Genuinely. Yeah, really really nice. If you try and get him on, he's a really nice guy. I've tried yeah. hundreds of times. I haven't had any replies yet. I'd love him. If he ever hears this, Gus, please come on my show. I want to chat with you. So. Yeah, you're an Arsenal fan because otherwise he might put him off. I think he's going to get a load of stick. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I would never give him stick, honestly. No, no, he, was, uh, he, became, he was a bit of a cult hero at one stage of Gus Caesar. Um, going to I, think it, I think, you know, you, you, I think you, if you have a word of him, I think you'll laugh about it, you know. It's, just, it's in the game, yeah. you know. You've got to take it. Yeah, no, yeah. Exactly. I mean, obviously, it was that cup final, wasn't it, against Luton, where he oh, made those yeah. mistakes, yeah. and I think he never really recovered from that. I mean, Melvin, we was at his um his debut against Man United, wasn't we? We spoke about that. Before. Went there, yeah, when Charlie Nicholas scored, that was his it, debut. Yeah, well, it? Right went over the, in the mud. The ball just yeah. went over in the mud, didn't it, Richard? Yeah. I mean, I went to that game, and I was. Someone said to me, he says we've got a new right back player today. I went, yeah, he says, not too sure about it. And he was one in that game. He didn't play particularly well. I think they had Jesper Olsen on the left wing. And he yeah. never got within 40 yards of him. How he never got beat, I don't know. He must have done something right. But he was just a bit strange. But we've done all right as a team. We nicked the goal. One up there. That yeah. was lovely. And it was just a shame that he did it in the final. The worst time to do it in the last few minutes yeah. of the final. Had him affected. Because I think he played another three or four games after the final. And again, he made a couple of mistakes. And that obviously, something to do with a final mistake, you know, confidence. Mm. He was on confidence. Yeah. Just on, yeah. He had the ability, obviously, just one of them. Unlucky that he'd done that then. You know, he just, he came back to one of the Arsenal players. Clichy, I remember, against Birmingham away. A very important game. The one that we might have won the league going on, you know, when uh, Gallus sat in the middle of the park at the end of the game. Yeah. He gave a yeah. stupid penalty away. Absolutely. 
absolutely so stupid. He it. It. was lucky. He just people got about it. And he just carried on. Sorry, Rich. Yeah, yeah, Richard. I've okay. just got. I'm going to have to go because I've got to pick someone up now. Because I, because oh, no. I, I, I had a meeting before my girls. Well, my girls' team that to cancel their football season. So I've got to go and pick someone up now. So I'm oh. sorry about that. But um, oh, no. thanks, thanks for thanks for having me on the show. Um, Real and I hope we see you. Hopefully, see you all soon. Yeah, yeah hope so. Okay. Anytime you're welcome, anytime. Cheers, Mark. Okay, then. You take care, then. So that's um, Mark there's is, uh, right. Great to have him um, Get a nice yeah, insight on the other side of the defence, if you like. You know, we obviously we're fans and we um, see the game from maybe one perspective. So it's always good to speak to to former players and especially one that did play with with Rocky, of course, who actually cleaned cleaned his boots as well, even um, which was uh, which was a nice story as well, wasn't it? Um, if it was me, I would have nicked the boots. I know oh, you beat me to it, mate. <laughs> you beat me to it. I certainly would have done. I'd do anything for that bloke. I still miss him now, honestly. I still think about him all the time. Like I say, I've got a picture on me of that painting on my wall, and I, I just love the guy. And whenever I get do get numbers on the back of my shirt, the only the only one I've ever had that's not number seven is Kieran Tierney, funnily enough, because I love his attitude as well. But all the if I ever do get a number on the shirt, which I never, hardly ever do, but it's always got to be number seven, um, like this one I've got on now. And it's for the great man, I, I miss him a lot, you know. And he'd only be fifty three now. He'd only be fifty three, you know. He could still be at the club, you know. He 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 could be, you know, a top he could have been coach. A he could have been yeah, you never know, will we? He'd still been playing in this team, Andrew. I would have thought. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> it's, 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 it's so sad, though, isn't it? Fifty three. I, I think that when he, I don't know, but I reckon when he was at school, whatever sport he'd done, he was probably the best at. I can imagine yeah. him being a cricketer. Being a run, whatever he done, he was probably a successor because he had it. He had the whole yeah. idea of it all. He was built, you know, built properly. He was, oh, yeah, get it all in. I, you know, ball to eye, ball map, ball, probably either hand as well. And he could have been a film star the way he looked as well, let's face it. That's smart of it. Well, can you imagine the marketing? He's, he's like, um, uh, you know, he's marketing now and he's, um, what's it called? You know, the when they, when they get the, Profile um, money for the, his image, image rights, <laughs> image rights. There you go. Can you imagine yeah. how much he'd get for that now because of his good looks and everything? He'd be, uh, he'd be a superstar because of his, the way yeah. he played, yeah. the way he looked, everything. Yeah. And do you know what? Really, it really nails down what you've got to do to become such a great player like he was and his attitude and everything. And you can hear Dave, Ian Wright talk about it all the time. When he was in South East London, he used to make his own way to London Colney. You know how far that is. Like at, at the age yeah. of fourteen, South he used to get London, the bus. Yeah, yeah, it's miles of, for a fourteen-year-old every yeah. single day. Uh, his mum, you know, couldn't take him all the time and all that. He had to get make his own way there, and he did it every day. And, and whilst uh, Ian Wright has said in the past, like he was, you know, going out with with girls and drinking and stuff and doing things he shouldn't have been doing, wondering why. 
you know, hadn't made it as quick as as David Rowcastle, and that's that's the reason why he was all mentally so strong as well. And uh, to do that yeah. at that young age, at that in those days, um, was just to shows you the dedication he had. Uh, well, I mean, I think, I think I think it says a lot, doesn't it? Obviously, Ian Wright was a lot older than him, wasn't he? A few mm. years older than him, and yeah, yeah, he looked up to Rowcastle, didn't he? You yeah, know, Ian Wright yes. looked up to him, even though he and was Rowcastle younger. was giving him advice. It's unbelievable, really, but it showed what, what a character he was and what, what a, and I think that, you know, partly because I say the way he is, is, is upbringing because his dad had died when he was so young and he had been given that responsibility or taken on that responsibility at home, hadn't he? So I suppose that it was natural mm. for him to, to be that way. And, and I think one of the big things for me was that he never, he never lost that, did he? Where he, where he had come from, you know, quite a, um, I suppose working class background, if you like, if you want to call it that, um, and he never kind of forgot that, did he? Even you know when he became a, a, an international footballer, he still was, you know, he still knew where he was from, and he never lost that, did he? And that was that was no. fantastic. I think that, that nowadays that doesn't happen, does it? Footballers tend to it goes to their head a lot, doesn't it, with the money and the fame. I know football is different then, but you know, he kept his feet on the ground, and you could see what difference it made to, to, to him as, as a person as well as, as his career. It's just a shame the injuries in the end, um, you know, kind of um, put a stop to it. Because he, he would have been, I think, without that injury on his knee, he would have been at Arsenal all his career. He'd never have left. Yeah, no, no he, question whatsoever. At 25, he, he, he left Arsenal. 25 he was. I mean, that's just some, such a robbery of talent and... Years of um, uh, you know trophies that we could have had a, with never, him. And and so it, sad, and it never his career never kind of took off again, did it? You know, he he always struggled. No. He didn't didn't really make it at Leeds. Although Leeds fans loved him, he went to Man City. He didn't really get do much there. Injury again, but the Man City fans loved him. You know, he was at Chelsea for a while. Chelsea, yeah. City fans loved him, and he went on loan a couple of times. Everybody loved him. Whoever he played. The fans loved yep. him, everybody loved him. And, you know, I think that kind of, there's not many people in life that that, that happens to, you know, it's, it's easy to upset people, isn't it? But it seems for me, it's certainly the impression that you get that I don't think he upset many people at all, if anyone. Well, you know, there's another player like most... that, though. There's one other player, not as much as that, but nearly as good as that, wherever he went, he was loved by the fans. Another Arsenal player, same era, Kevin Campbell. They yeah. loved him at Forest. Yeah. They absolutely poured him out. Everton. Right? Mm. No one's got a bad word to say about him. You know, it's like two yeah. peas in a pod in it, the way they go about their Late football and about the way they, you know, brilliant. Mm. Another, another, did, another South East London boy, that's why, you see. Yeah, I know, so many parallels. I mean, you know, they played yeah. for the same you know team and everything. <laughs> as much as I absolutely adore George Graham and always will, but, you know, what a wonderful guy, what a wonderful manager he was for us. Two most disappointing and gut-wrenching, angry, oh, you name it, things that he's done. You know, the you know, first one was obviously getting rid of of um, David Rowcastle, like, like you said earlier, Melvin, and well, and you, Richard. No one knew anything about it. And when I saw that he'd gone, I, I literally wanted to burst into tears. I was, I was that gutted. Okay. Yeah, Absolutely was, yeah. devastated. And do you know what? The only other, other one was, because remember, there's no social media then, no mobile phones, nothing. Yeah. I used to just find out about it either on club call or on the back of a paper. You know, and um, 
Teddy text, yeah. Uh, was Anders Limpar leaving for Everton? Mm. I, I literally saw a picture of him on the back of the paper, uh, back of the newspaper, an Everton shirt. I thought, what, what, what the fuck? And I literally went up to him, saw that he'd left, and I thought, devastated, absolutely gutted. You know, in those days, you, you, you literally find out about it like that. I was, I yeah. couldn't believe it, and, and I will never forgive George Graham for getting rid of uh, either of them. To be honest with you, but especially Rowcastle. But we understood why. But I never will properly understand why because well, uh, he should have been asked all for his career. Afterwards, we sort of understood why. But I mean, there's only really been two players that I can remember off the top of my head that I got upset about when I knew they'd left. And obviously, Rowcastle was the main one. And then later on, Paul Merson, when he left as well, I was a bit, why why we get rid of Paul Merson? Because I thought he had another five, four or five years mm. at Arsenal still. And yeah. unfortunately, but obviously, Rowcastle was more because you just couldn't see him ever leaving. I just could never, you'd never imagine him leaving no. Arsenal, could you? Never. And you know what it's like? It's, it's like, uh, well, it's, you always remember certain things where you were at the time when you heard it. And I remember where I was when I heard Rowcastle left. No yeah, other I, player. Yeah, I do. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that is true, actually. Yeah, I, I do. Dreadful. Well. Horrible moment. I still get was, really yeah. angry about it, to be perfectly honest. Like I say, I know, I'd always remember David Rogue. I always remember him. I think about him all the time, what a player he was and everything. And Yeah. Play, someone put a... I can't, excuse me, I can't remember who it was, but someone put a question in earlier in the chat, which is really interesting. What sort of player most... Yeah, modern-day player oh, most yeah, resembles yeah, him yeah, and his style? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know what? I've been... Rec- since that, about an hour ago now, so I think that question went onto the chat, and I can't think of one. I can't think of a player... It's just like him in this day not and age. Modern, I'm, I'm stuck. Not Arsenal, not Arsenal. Not a modern day. No, no, no. Anyone, anyone, John anyone Barnes. at all. No one. Just... John Barnes is the closest for me. From yeah. yeah, but modern day, modern, modern day. So... Yeah, no, modern day. I can't think of a modern day player. No. Not me anyone like him? Uh, he'd be, he'd be priceless. Yeah. Honestly, he'd be. Everyone would want him. In the, every top club around Europe would be wanting to sign David Rocastle, no question yeah. at all. And yeah. I include Madrid and Barcelona and all that in it because he's such he does everything. Uh, mm. Such a hard worker, but such a brilliant talent as well. Great guy, yeah. leadership qualities. He's got literally got it all. And I can't think of a club well. that wouldn't want to sign him. The physique he had as well. He was just a perfect athlete, wasn't he? Yeah. He was, oh he was yeah, man. And he, you know, he was strong. He was quick. He was just unbelievable. Yeah, he had everything. Like you said. Look at some of those photos that you put up earlier. His legs, are, like I spoke about, Kevin Campbell with his side of his thighs. Yeah, Rowcastle's right up there. No, no, he's, he's like legs are like pure yeah. muscle. It's just unbelievable quality. Yeah, no, never get brushed off the ball. No, you know, you can't brush him off the ball. Um, you no. literally have to body check him to get him on the floor. Yeah. Strong, really strong. But know, quality. He, he had the perfect physique for for a footballer. Uh, you know, mm. perfect physical profile. Now, if he was if he was going to create a player, now you'd almost make him in David yeah. Rocard's build, wouldn't you? Yes, his height, yeah. his size, yeah. everything. As, as a, as a, yeah, yeah. That's how you'd make a player now, and there isn't a player like him. Yeah. I mean, I, I just it's, there ain't it's, one. No, no, there isn't. There isn't a modern player like him. I mean, you feel. Like, you know what? Do you know about that question where you say, choose a player, and if you could have 11 of those players in one team that could win the league? Yeah, there's a few. Like I, I mentioned earlier, like probably Ray Parler, someone like that as well, who um, 
or just do everything that you wanted him to do on the pitch and work and just die on the pitch if he had to. He's that much of an hard worker. Um, Kieran Tierney's another one. I think he'd be great. You know, 11 Kieran Tierney's on the pitch. You wouldn't have a chance. Rowcastle was another one. Rowcastle, though, if you had the, the 10 outfield players, all like David Rowcastle, yeah. I mean, he would he would do a job, perfect job, in any of those positions, don't you reckon? Yeah. I know. I, I would yeah. say so. Yeah. And just it, just his leadership as well on the pitch. You just need players mm. like that on the pitch, don't you? Um, Shane's got a comment in the there. You guys should do one player profile each week, talk about the player in depth. That would be great. Yeah, that's not a bad idea, actually. No, you know, I'd love that, yeah. Um, there's 800 odd players that played for Arsenal, so we've got a lot to choose from. Um, I'll do from the 1920s to the 1930s, Richard. Is that right? <laughs> yeah, you could do them, yeah, that's fine. Yeah, you, you, you have the knowledge of them, so it's fine. You, you, you'll be fine with it, but yeah, no, that's not a bad idea, actually. It's not a very good idea, idea actually. Talk very about individual certain players that we've all seen play and the memories of each player because that, that could be quite good because there's loads of them over the years that. You know, I could talk all night about some players just because of how much of an impact they made. And obviously, Rocky's probably the top of that list, isn't he? But the impact, yeah, he, uh, yeah. talk about impact, for hours. You know, just just watching him play for you know, and, and I, I was fortunate maybe in the sense that over the period of time that he played for Arsenal was a part of my life when I was going virtually every game home and away every week. So I saw most of his games probably. Like actually live, there wouldn't have been many that I probably didn't see because I was going nearly every game at that stage. I was quite fortunate, I suppose. You know, obviously it was a great, great Arsenal team. It was a great time to be an Arsenal fan. The early days of George Graham, you know, when we came from being pretty average to suddenly thinking to yourself, you know what, we might win some trophies here. But you, <laughs> and, you couldn't see it coming for a while, though, could you? Either at that period, because no, Liverpool no, no, was so dominant. Yeah, and we had a no, team no. of no one. You know, no one knew any, no household names in our team then, really. Uh, no. You, know, you no could see us winning the FA that. Cup, perhaps, and the League Cup. You wouldn't have thought we could have won the league with Liverpool. No, not, honestly, you know, the such a good time. It was brilliant. You look at that yeah. team, right? the 88-89 team, obviously, that did win the league that, that season. You look look at that team at the start of the season. There's no way on earth you'd have imagined that that team could win the league against that Liverpool team. You just, you just no. couldn't see it. We had a lot of young players, a bit inexperienced. Yes, they were good players, but you just couldn't see us winning the league that year. And it suddenly no. we, we produced, uh, uh, apart from a little shaky spell that we had, you know, three quarters of the way through the season when I think the nerves got to us because we were top of the league. Other than that, it was almost a, a fantastic, almost a perfect league season, wasn't it? Where we played away from home, we were just unstoppable with the pace of power that we had on the counter-attack. We scored more goals away from home than we did at home that season. And it was just... It was well, just that was fantastic. peak Rowcastle as well, really. And because he, yeah. I mean, two of the great greatest goals, like the Middlesbrough goal, was that yeah. season. Yeah. The Liverpool goal was that season, um, yeah. even though yeah. that was in the, the cup. Yeah. And then and it was also the same season where I nearly saw him die in front of my eyes. I mean, yes, against Phil Wall. That was that season. Oh, the Millwall yeah, game. About, yes, the, Millwall the Villa goal as well. It was the season after yeah. that game. But, but, but you're talking about that season, Richard. I remember watching it on TV. Right, I didn't go. We beat yeah. Forest away. Was it four one or something? We beat Forest yeah, away. Marwood yeah. scored a couple. I think we were unbelievable that game. I think we got one of those typical Arsenal flicking at the near post from Bold, and Adam comes in. Yeah, was it two? I remember one of them. I mean, that was just. I thought then that's cool. We've got a bit of a team here. And when we beat Everton away, I think it was three one. Everton away was it three one? Yeah. 
That's yeah. when I actually thought we'd actually got a very, yeah. very good chance. We were going to win this league. Because we never got anything at Everton years ago. And we actually no. outplayed them and beat them. We were three up actually at one stage. And we yeah. tore them apart. And I thought, you know what? To go away to Everton and play like that, they've got no fear. No fear at all, this Bob. Do you know what, Melvin? I think I remember that match really, really well. And I, I remember after the game, I was so excited. I felt like I could, I could burst. I was like, I couldn't believe what I was watching. I thought, yeah. genuinely, we could actually win this. Like, I was, I was like buzzing yeah. all over, you know, like in the real sense. I was like, unbelievable. I, I really got loads of belief after that game. That was, and that's that's game. did it for me. Yeah, yeah. That, yeah. Me. that was a game that convinced me we could win the league. Watching that, yeah, that's right, exactly, exactly right. Part. And the Villa game where the Rowcastle Villa uh, yeah. goal, yeah, when we yeah, won three 0 that, that was a game that convinced yeah. me. I remember coming back from the oh, Everton game. You know what? I think we might do this. Actually, yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Same here. Exactly. Isn't it funny the same between the three of us? The same game. Yeah. yeah. Honestly, I was watching. Up until yeah, then. Up until that Everton game, I think we've been doing well. We've been playing well, but I kept thinking we're going to start losing in a minute. Next game, we're going to start <laughs> fall apart. And then we went to Everton that day, and we absolutely blew them to bits, didn't we? That was just that second half was just unbelievable. And I came over there thinking, "That's it. We, we're going to do it. I'm convinced now. We're going to do it." It was the whole <laughs> the whole package show, George Graham, you know. When we were, when we arrived at the at the ground and used to watch Match of the Day and stuff as well, and they, they all had the blazers on, and George Graham looked like a fucking beautiful, handsome man leading us into the the stadium, and like oh, they were all, all the players are wearing the same stuff, and like, I was thinking, oh god, what an era, what a, what a superb time to be an Arsenal fan, and then coming yeah. out and kicking the shit out of a team and going home with the three points, it was just superb, wasn't it? I was like literally. But you know, I could. I was so excited, I could probably cry with happiness after that game because I thought we're going to do it. We're genuinely going to do it after Everton game, I reckon. And yeah, what I mean, what right. an end to the season! It, I mean, it had everything that year. I mean, the week after Jesus the Everton, the week after the Everton game, we drew one-one at home to Sheffield Wednesday. Right, it was a terrible game. They were in the bottom three. Right, it was pouring mm. down with rain. Got soaked on a clock, and I come over and I think, no, we're not going to win it now. <laughs> <laughs> they were they were a real bogey team, though, weren't they? Wednesday, we hated them, and uh, they, oh, yeah, we, they were, we always struggled against Wednesday. Seriously, yeah. and when we had the boat in the two cup finals in '93, I was like, oh my god, this is going to be horrific. We this never won it really. We never won at Hillsborough. Ever. No, they're a bogey side, big, big bogey yeah. side. I remember he scored against us. Remember, is it Chapman who used to play for us? He scored the winner yeah. against us, Lee yeah. Chapman. That rough sort in the wounds, didn't he? Because he was useless for us, wasn't he? A- absolutely dog shit, wasn't he? We bought Brian Marwood from them, didn't we? Yes, he was a good... He only was with us over a season, wasn't he? We won the yeah, league. Really good, really, really good player. He's a really good player. He was uh, he was brilliant that season. We won the league, wasn't he? He was. Yeah. Pair of wingers they were, and then we had Paul Davis. Oh no, well Paul Davis oh. got um, out the team, wasn't it? It was Kevin Richardson and um, Michael Thomas. Richardson, in the yeah. What a, what a I tell you that. what, remember? Do you remember that Villa game? We I don't, did we that that Villa game, the three 0 with Rowcastle's yeah. goal. Yeah. Do you remember the? the yeah, I went. Volley I went. That, do you remember the volley uh, Kevin Richardson had and the keeper pulled off an incredible save? Yeah. Yeah, he did. From I a corner. Gro- uh, Perry Groves got the, the third, didn't he? Perry Groves from close range, yeah. I remember. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, I remember Alan, Richardson. Alan Smith, Alan Smith, yeah, Alan Smith got the first, yeah. I think, header. Yeah. And he got wiped yeah. out by the goalkeeper, but just bounced. Oh, that's right. Yeah. 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 But then uh, I remember Richardson 
having a screaming volley from a corner. Literally hit it on like Paul Scholes type corner from memory. And the keeper saved, pulled up an incredible save. Uh, and he was such an underrated player, Kevin Richardson. He was such a really no, good player. Oh, yeah. Yeah. When we beat Liverpool 2-0 in that famous game, he was my man of the match. Yeah, am I? Am I? Yeah, definitely, yeah. yeah. Uh, he he no, literally no, couldn't no. walk and he did that tackle at the end, tackled yeah. John Barnes and he like had his socks right around his ankles because he had cramp. Yeah. And like, he, he won yeah, that he ball him, back. He was brilliant at that, that game, Kevin Richardson. Yeah, he, he literally gave everything. He, 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 if he'd have died on that pitch then, you'd think, right, fair play, son, because you'd put everything into that match. You couldn't put any more yeah. into that match. I, and he was underrated, actually, Kevin Richardson. Yeah, he really was. Like. Really yeah. was. was. Got to be up there for player of the year that season as well, really. I mean, he was an unsung hero, wasn't he? Well, he wasn't even expected to have played that much because, obviously, Paul Davis was the main um, first choice. And then he got suspended for that Glenn Cockrell incident. And he was yeah. at the team. And then Kevin Richardson came in, did a fantastic job. And he just, when Paul Davis was back, he didn't get in the team, did he? Because... Kevin Richardson kept him out because of how well he'd been playing. Can you imagine though? Like, we had a we had a within a couple of years we had a player like knock a break a player's jaw, got you know, uh, is a band for so many games. Then we had like a player in prison. I mean, so many things were happening one after the other. I mean, imagine that nowadays with Twitter and all that. I mean, it'd be incredible, wouldn't it? We'd be slaughtered. In, I mean, we were slaughtered anyway. But having a Getting player like, the against Man United. Yeah, that's that was about to say that. The Man yeah, United brawl, you know, and having two points taken away and um, still winning yeah. the league. And that made it even sweeter, didn't it, to winning the league that I year? Mean, I mean, you know, people say, right, and, and I know that everybody, not everybody is old enough to have been around and stuff like that, you know. People say, oh, what a great team the Invincibles was and how great the football was under Wenger. And it was, don't get me wrong, I loved all that. But for me, nothing can beat that sort of late 80s, early 90s team that we had. Just because, no, one, it was no. so unexpected because we'd ever win the league and suddenly we did. And then we did it twice. And that was just the best era ever to be a fan. You had the terrace yeah, right. in. Um, right. enjoyed the goals more. And I don't know, it was just a fantastic time to be a football fan. And Arsenal had to have success at that same time as well. Just made it even better, really, didn't it? Because it was, well, it was almost like a perfect storm, wasn't it? Well, do you know what made it sweeter, really, was... Um... You know, the, the advent of what they called Fer, Fergie's fledglings, you know, the class of 92 and all that. We'd done it. We'd, we'd already done that like three or four years ago. Uh, but prior to that, we got no credit for it whatsoever, no. bringing through all of those youth players and having an no. incredible team. Win the league off Liverpool, who were in, unbeatable at that point. No, up to that point, no one could touch Liverpool across Europe, right? We have a team... A full of English players from our academy, no, yeah. no credit really at all. Brushed over, and then you get Man United, and fair play. Of course, they were a brilliant team with all those youngsters coming through. But we we done it already. But we got nowhere yeah. near the credit we deserved for that team. That era. Don't you think a little bit though? Because I do, right? And it's it's always bugged me that we, we were the team under George Graham that overturn the Liverpool dynasty, right? That had been going on for 20 years, right? And we, we ended that. And what mm. we should have done well at that point, we should have gone on and dominated the 90s in the way that Man United did. And we didn't because George Graham didn't rebuild the team properly. He let Alex Ferguson take over and dominate the Premier League. That should have been us. We should have been the team to do that because we, we'd, we'd got Liverpool off. We'd pushed Liverpool out of the way. There's no one else had been able to do. And there, there was an opening there and we should have took that and we didn't. And that, 
It always has bugged me because the 1990s, the early Premier League seasons, that should have been us winning the league year after year, not Man United. Mm. Should have been, we earned that right by doing what we did in the late 80s. But George Graham sat on his hands and didn't rebuild the team enough. After we won the league in 91, losing one game, we should have dominated football for 10 years with that team. Young players, and we, we didn't. And he let he, he let that fall apart. And I, I, I kind of, that bugs me. It's still about him now, all these years later, because... That should have been us. We, Alex Ferguson, should never have been given that opportunity. Totally agree. And you know totally what? One agree. of the mistakes of how close were we or did, of signing Roy Keane because it was a toss-up between Arsenal and Man United, wasn't it? And they wanted yeah. more, obviously. And that was, I think, a great failing on the not just Graham, the whole club. Not we've never been able to. Like we've for wages and, and and transfer fees, unfortunately. But if we'd have just stretched those purse strings. More. Exactly. I mean, you can imagine how great it would have been. But, you, you know, you can't look back like that and think of it in that way in some ways because it led ultimately to getting Wenger. Because if we'd have carried on no, longer no, I, I, with Graham, we never would have had the Wenger era, would we? No, no that's, that's true. It, it did. But it just annoyed me at the time. when every you may not win, I totally agree, though. Yeah. I do agree. Yeah. And George Graham, he, he replaced players like David Rowcastle with no disrespect, but with Eddie McGoldrick and those sort of players, you know, he, he, he took out Mike, Michael, got rid of Michael Thomas and brought in David Hillier, who was a good player, but not the same physical kind of presence. We lost all our pace and power. And Jimmy Carter. Yeah, yeah. Just players that were, were not at the same level. And it wasn't the same, no. you know, they didn't have the same power, the same strength and the same mentality. And that's but that's where George Graham went. He bought Ian Wright, which was great. But then he thought, I don't need a midfield now. I don't need players like Mickey Thomas and I don't need Paul Davies because I'm just going to hit long balls to righty to score. And we became a cup team when we should have. He should have seen what was happening and he should have rebuilt that team and gone on to dominate football for 10 years. And he didn't. And I kind of, you know, I regret that. Andy Linnigan and Colin Pates at the back and players like that. Exactly, and yeah. they just weren't up to scratch, were they? We missed, we missed the trick there, really. But like you said, it did lead to Wenger eventually and the great times that we experienced there. So I suppose it swings around about. But it just annoyed me. We did it before. Going back in our history, Richard, we did it with the 1971 team, double team. Yeah. We did one yeah, anything yeah. after that. We had some yeah. great players. Youngsters coming through as well. The Charlie Borges, uh, Ray Kennedy's in this place. We had Pat Rice, was an outstanding and all of a sudden, it all went, well, what happened there? Then? Where did that great team go? In two or three yeah. years, he got rid of them all. And it was yeah. a big, big mistake. He tried I'll give you an example. Frank McClintock with Jeff Lockley. That was that was the clue, yeah. wasn't it? Things like yeah. that. Yeah. And other yeah. players, like I mentioned, it, it drove me mad. I thought, 71, winning the double. Here we go, boys. Never seen us win the league before. Now seen us win the double. Onward. On, onward. And it never, never happened. And it, it just we've got worse it. and worse as the years went on. We've never we've never loosened the purse strings to go that little bit extra just to push ourselves. Uh, we've never done it throughout our whole history, have we? Really, uh, we've been lucky in lots of cases with really really cheap buys that have turned into superstars. But it, it can't work like that all the time. And we've never made the real statement signings. I mean, lately we're getting a bit much more like it with players that we've brought in, like the Ozil and uh, Sanchez, and and then obviously Pepe who was wanted across Europe. You've got to remember that at the time we were massively overpaid. I know, but we got that player, and it was really exciting because he was wanted by all the top clubs. 
And that's oh, that level very, wasn't. very I don't rare. think anyone else would give 72 for him. No, no. We, like I just said, I did caveat it with the price. But he was a sought-after player that summer. Everyone was talking about him. I mean, it doesn't matter who, how he's turned out and what you think about him. It was a, it was a big buy at the time. That's all I'm saying. But we haven't done that very often at all. All the Prior to that, Dennis Bergkamp was the only signing we made that made everyone stand up and, and pay attention. Thierry Henry, Patrick Vieira, they were known, but they weren't world superstars when we bought them. They were outcasts, and we turned them into superstars. Same with like an Elka and all, you know, the list goes on, you know. Uh, they were kids. Those three you mentioned were kids. They weren't established yeah. stars. So it's not no, no. a poor player in uh, a great player. They were great players. They were going to be great players anyway, I believe. But they did yeah. very well with us at the helm. They think. became... They became elite. Yeah. But after the coming one was, into our was team. Erkan, he was an established footballer who wasn't quite cutting the mustard. Him coming to Arsenal was brilliant for us and brilliant for him. Yeah, absolutely. But he was like a world proper star because of what he'd done at Ajax previously and so on. Oh, and everyone well, knew about I, I couldn't him. believe he bought him. I thought it was, thought it was no. a mistake in the papers. So I couldn't believe what I'm him. saying is we don't we've we've done it throughout history. We've never strengthened like Man United used to win the league, win the league, win the league, and then they still get a new player in every summer to sh- to to put pressure on the existing players and for them to keep their places. They did it all the time, and uh, whether they needed it or not, they still go out and buy someone. We never did that, and that's what we've suffered from our whole you know history throughout the whole history of the club. And going back to the 30s, even, you know, we when we won the league three years on the trot, we should have dominated from there on in. And no, it didn't. And yeah, it's just littered with that throughout our history, isn't it? Unfortunately, not strengthening well, when we should have done. I think we yeah. did all right in the 30s. I think what might have happened is obviously the Second World War never helped. But I think <laughs> if without that happening, you know, I yeah. think we would have been okay in the 30s and 40s, you know? Yeah, yeah. true. Like the 70s is the one that done me. I mean, yeah. we apart from the 1930s, where we won, I think it was seven trophies in the decade, in the 10 years of the 30s. We haven't dominated an era since then, no. have we? We've had little no. bits of success here and there, but we haven't really built on it and pushed on enough. I mean, yeah, you no. know, the, the invincible team, we won like, what was it, four, four trophies in four seasons or whatever it was, but, it, you know, or five, five trophies in four seasons, but... At the time, you couldn't say we dominated that era because Man United were winning more. No. And since then, Chelsea have won more. And, you know, in the, you know, when we overtook Liverpool, Man United took over and won more. And we ne- we've never dominated an era ever. The 70s, like, like you said, it was, you know, we, we had the opportunity there. We overtook, we overtook turn leads, if you like. And then Liverpool took over, didn't they, instead of us? Chelsea, then- Chelsea were a piss pot club, weren't they? Until the money came in. They were nothing. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, but it's I mean, no, literally, that just shows you what money can do, and we've never had. I'm not saying spend exactly what like what they did in the early days of the Abramovich era, but that that's what that's what you got to do nowadays, and that's that's what unfortunately put pay to a lot of titles under Wenger, and um, because of the money that came in from Qatar and from Russia. Uh, yeah. How how on earth are we ever going to compete with that? Because we can't. It's it's real life football manager, real life. You know FIFA. It, it's like uh, they just literally get, went out there and bought all the best players, all of them. And then what are you supposed to do against that? You know you're you're only then fighting for third and fourth. But that's 
Very, very rare you're going to get a Leicester winning the league when when there's all this, you know, Man, Man City throwing the money around and Chelsea throwing the money around, buying all the best players. It's That affects us as well. But it's the, how, how do you do that? I mean, how do you cope with that? Once in I'll a lifetime, you, you can get a, a Leicester. No, I'll tell you how you cope with that. You have instilled in your players' minds that you're as good as any, that, you know, especially when youngsters are coming through that are hungry. You install them that you're better than them. You've got mm. all the ability that they've got. Just because they cost more money coming from other clubs, don't necessarily yeah. make them better. And you have yeah, but then they want to go to those team. clubs. They, they, well, they, they want to leave us to go to Man City. Go, well, that that's what happened we, to us. That's when we had our hands Because they pay more money. They pay more we're money. Yeah, we got, we got, listen, we're lucky now. We've got an owner that won't let that happen now. <laughs> Tongue in cheek. I know, well, but honestly, look at what happened to us. Player after player after player joined Man City, you know, because they paid more. I mean, Shane's doing a chat. possibly the most important thing in a club. It, it certainly is a massive help, isn't it? If you've got owners that do invest properly, it's massively important, isn't it? And unfortunately, we we don't. And certain other clubs who are ahead of us have, have had, and that's been the difference, I guess. But it's the way football is these days, and it's not it's not what what we were brought up with is it it's not what we how we knew the game to be and you know it always I always used to like the fact that you know when we did have all that success you know maybe under George Graham and even in the early days of Arsene Wenger I felt as though we deserved that success because as a club we'd worked hard for it we hadn't been given we hadn't won the lottery we hadn't been given a prize we'd actually worked for all the success that we had and, you know, I didn't feel Man United had because the money that they had available, the players that they were buying on a regular basis, and obviously since then with Chelsea, with Man City and what have you, I felt we deserved our success that we got. And maybe we didn't have as much as we would have liked, but maybe we we deserved it more, perhaps. That's how it felt. And, you know, Do you know what it might have led to, though? It might have led to us being bought out by Qatar or Russia if we had to done that in the early 90s and carried it on throughout the 90s. Till the end, we would have been because I know that Roman Roman Abramovich actually came to see Arsenal, didn't he, before he bought Chelsea, and he he only went to Chelsea because of the area. He went to Chelsea. He went to Arsenal. Roman Abramovich actually went. No, I've definitely read and heard several times that he went to Arsenal before he went to Chelsea. But I tell you what, if we had invested and and really dominated the nineties, that could have really changed who owns the club long term. Possibly. Without question. Well, yeah, but I suppose. But we we'll never left, know, will we? We're just left with what we've got now, I guess. That the unfortunately yeah. isn't really. Afraid, yeah, we are where we are, as they say. Yeah, no, we are, and it's a shame because we look a long way away from from challenging all those clubs, don't we? Now we look a long way away, and and I suppose I don't. I, I think maybe it's. I don't know, maybe because of we, we've seen Arsenal have success without having to do that. We've seen Arsenal win the league with a with a team of predominantly youth products or players from lower divisions that we bought cheap. And we've seen Arsenal do that. So to me, it's like, it frustrates me because I, I want to see Arsenal do that again. But it's never going to happen. It's not, is it? It's never going to happen. Just because of the way football is now. You're not going to be able to do that with that sort of team. You know, you can see all these young players that we've got at a club now. We have got some great young players. We've got, you know, Saka and Smith Rowe and other players that maybe we've brought in, Martinelli and, and Odegaard, if we can keep him and stuff. We've got some great young players. But 
we're never going to win the league just with a team like that. We're just not. We're not going to be able to do it. Um, Shane's asked a question in the chat. There. He says, "What year did um, David Dean leave? I think it was two thousand and seven, wasn't it?" David Dean. Um, it's when he he brought um, Usmanov to the club, didn't he? Uh, yeah. With uh, red and white holdings. Um, yeah. I think it was two thousand and seven. I think, yeah, I think you might be right. It's definitely around there. Um, yeah. But yeah, he... Right about there, yeah, right. that's the, one of the worst things that happened to Arsenal, unfortunately, in yeah, league as well. Well, David Dean turned up in 1983 initially, didn't he? That was when he, he bought into the club. And very soon after that, we started to win trophies. He left in 2007 and very Two, soon after... 2007. <laughs> so I it was 2007, yeah, just checked. Yeah, yeah, I thought it was about then, yeah, because it was. I knew it was yeah. not long after we moved to the Emirates, wasn't it? It was so soon after that. Yeah, and then yeah, yeah. two thousand. He was, he was actually responsible, a massive percentage uh, of of the reason the Premier League actually started was David Dean, wasn't it? Mm. His idea initially. I went to a talk. I went to a talkie game on that. I mean, he's given loads of talks about that. Mm. It was amazing talk about how it got started and his role in that and all the other people that are involved. It's really, really amazing. And I think we've spoken about this before, Richard, that the, the thing that got gave the uh, sexiness to football for Sky was the Arsenal-Liverpool game. Yeah, yeah. They realised yeah, there was a winner here. Hold on a minute. This is ridiculous. Friday night. No one's watching yeah. Coronation Street. What's going on? It was that, followed by Italia 90. Yeah. Gaza's yeah, Tears. yeah. Yeah. yeah, it was, yeah. They, they, that's what, because the 1980s, I mean, we said it before, the 1980s was, was a bad decade for football in general. I mean, I quite enjoyed going, but it wasn't a great, you know, crowds were low. I loved it. Football was generally long ball tactics. Wimbledon were doing well in the in the first division. And it, it wasn't, you know, the, a lot of the grounds were falling apart. And if you was a football fan, you were looked down upon, wasn't you, in society? You know, if you went into, if you started a new job and, oh, yeah, what do you do? Oh, well, I, I, you know, I got football on a Saturday. People looked down on you a little bit, didn't they? <laughs> yeah. And, you know, and that's the way it was. But obviously, the, the start of the Premier League and the way that Sky jazzed it all up kind of changed people's perception of football. And it was on the back of that Arsenal game. It was on the back of the Italian 90 World Cup. And it, I, I'd never have thought it. At the end of the 1980s, I mean, funny enough, going back to, to Rocky, that first season when he when he made his debut, 85, 86 it was, obviously, September 85, that was the season directly after Heysel, the Heysel disaster. So English clubs have been banned from Europe. Literally, the crowds were disappeared. Hardly anybody was at games. It was just ridiculous. I mean, at Highbury, there was like 20,000 odd most games in the season. It was empty. And the atmosphere was terrible. And it was like... I'd never have imagined that within, what, 10 years of that, we would have gone to this glitzy Premier League with foreign players coming in and stuff like that. I'd never have, I could never have seen that coming at that point. Football was dead. For me, football was almost, it was dying by that point. By the mid-80s, football was dying. And just the, the transformation, and yes, David Dean was a big part of that, which for good or bad, you can look back on it now and think, was it, was it the best thing for football? I suppose it had to be done because something had to change, didn't it? I suppose it's just gone too far now, um, but yeah, I think David it was important that because he wanted to put Arsenal at the forefront of that, didn't he? That was his dream, you know. And we sort of got there, but not quite. You know, other other clubs took over that mantle, didn't they? Man United mainly, 
and that's what David Dean had dreamed for us, didn't he? That's, that was his dream, to put Arsenal at the very top, you know, the top of this brand new shiny Premier League. <coughs> we got there in the end, sort of, but it took a bit longer than he maybe wanted it. Well, he brought he brought Usman yeah. off to the table. Don't forget who who uh, makes um, Roman Abramovich look skint. I mean, he had he's got loads more money than Roman Abramovich, um, but the board wouldn't wouldn't have him. Wouldn't allow him to come to the table, would they? He was desperate to spend money, um, and now he's obviously connected more with uh, with Everton. But you know, and they're above us in the league now. Um, yeah. So there you go. I mean, David Dean was genuinely an Arsenal fan and he only wanted the best for Arsenal. And unfortunately, I think he wanted to move things too quickly, to modernise things too quickly for the, you know, the old board's, you know, liking really. And uh, that's about it really in a nutshell, isn't it? Well, yeah. we've, as I said before, we're probably between two stalls. We don't want to be like Chelsea with snobs. We don't want other people. We want our own money, not anyone else's. We want control of our own club. So what do we do? Sell out to someone that takes our soul from us. We still ain't got the money. At least Chelsea supporters have got the money. We haven't exactly. got it. So we've lost on both counts there. It's a bit of a I'm telling you now, if, they, if they'd if they not been brought, bought out, then, you know, all of Chelsea's trophies would have probably gone to Arsenal, wouldn't they? I'm not being you, funny. Well, I don't know about that. But not, have, maybe have, not all of them, but... A lot of them. But, but a lot of you've them. got to remember, before Bramovich, if Harding wouldn't have got involved, they might have got the wall, Chelsea. Well, they, they were before, sold for a quid. Harding got involved. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Ken Bates bought for a pound. So, uh, yeah, a pound. If they if they yeah. had not been taken over by Bramovich, we would have had the majority. I'm not saying the majority of their trophies. I reckon Ken Bates yeah, was I reckon he was. That's only because I never had a 50p coin on them. That's why I had to give a quid. Oh, yeah. Bruce, I'll just take that. That's all I've got. I've got. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of businesses were like that, though, in the 80s and 90s, didn't they? I mean, I don't want to change the subject completely, but a lot of businesses were bought for a quid because they're just taking on yeah. all the debt and all the staff and all that sort of stuff. But it's, it's going to happen anymore. in the next five years and all. Probably will, yeah. Yeah. Probably not even five years. Within the next five years, that'll be happening again. I would have thought. But anyway, we'll see what happens. But maybe if we, if we all put a pound in, we might be able to buy Arsenal in about two years' time. <laughs> That'd be good, wouldn't it? Yeah, yeah, definitely. And we'd have to right. sell the players because we wouldn't be able to afford their wages. That'd be the problem, wouldn't it, I suppose? Nah. But anyway, we'll have to see what happens. But anyway, that is for another time. Um, I mean, as we sort of um, wrap things up now, I mean, obviously we, we did get sidetracked a little bit away from, from Rowcastle, but I guess um, it doesn't matter. It's all been good stuff. Reminiscing a little bit as well, which is what it was about to a certain degree as well. But of course, um, obviously, um, tomorrow is the day, isn't it? The 20th anniversary, unfortunately, of that day where um, we lost somebody very, very special to, to the club and to us as well, I think, as individuals as well, because I think we all felt the same about him, didn't we? I think everybody did who met him, really, and had any any kind of contact with him at all. I know we only maybe mainly had a contact on the pitch watching him play, but you could just see what playing for Arsenal meant to him, and I don't think it means that same anymore to most of the players that we've got, one or two perhaps, but most of them, you don't see that anymore, do you? The only player now in our, in our team, I, I know he's wearing number seven, is, is Saka. He's the one player that I, 
I've compared him a little bit to Rocastle just because I feel as though he's very down to earth. He seems yeah. very humble and he's a, he's a very intelligent guy. And I just kind of, he reminds me the most of, uh, of any player since probably that's come for our academy. Is not, not necessarily physically or in the way mm. that he plays. He's a different sort of player, just more it in. Reminds in, me of a young David Rocastle. <laughs> Yeah, but, uh, I just yeah, he's, he's probably the nearest one for me. And Shane says, uh, moving to the Emirates killed us in hindsight with Chelsea. Yeah, but if we hadn't moved, we'd probably be, you know, in the bottom half of the Premier League for the last five years or so, ten years. So we didn't really have a lot of choice, did we? Either way, we would have been knackered, I think. But anyway, it is what it is, I guess. And it's hopefully better times are coming, are they? Do you think? I'm not, I don't know. I think, listen, yeah. on the football front, I think we'll be all right. I think, we, as you say, Andrew, we've got some really exciting youngsters coming through. If we do this properly, we can be all right. I'd rather us, and I know it's not exclusive, but I'd rather us have the youngsters playing great football and coming eighth than playing all these big uh, wages to people ain't got the cover half and finishing sixth. I really mean that. I know no, generally, that would. Totally that's agree. why I feel with the Arsenal. I want people to, to play for us that have got feel that have got feeling for us and have got, just want to get on and do it. I don't want you know, I, I feel much happier with that. Yes, we can't we can't win the league at the moment with the title of what we've got, obviously. But going forward we can get nearer it. Nearer it. And if the others drop off, big if the others drop off, there's two or three you've got to drop off. And we we continue to bring the answers in and they do what they might be doing and show with the promise they show. You never know. We might come in the first three and lovely. And then get very, very lucky and you never know, as I say. We could actually put one in I'm going through another one for the next couple of years. I, I couldn't agree with you more. I'd rather go out really fighting and having a go. And, and when yeah. we lose, it means something to every player. Really means something. And it hurts them like it hurts us. That's what I'd love. And if we go down fighting like that and giving it all on the pitch with, with some yeah. youngsters that have grown up with the club, then I'd be so happy and so proud that they've put in a real battle and have done their best. And I would love that so much more than bringing in, I'm sorry, but people at the end of their career, mercenaries who just come in because they want to stay in London, don't give a shit about the club. And, you know, Will, you know who I'm talking about, Willian. Players like... And we'll always disagree, Richard, about Azaka. I don't believe he gives a shit about Arsenal. Genuinely don't. I think he cares about himself and his reputation. He wants to look good on the pitch, and that's great. And he's been playing well for us. I'm not knocking him for that. But I don't think he gives a shit about Arsenal, the, the club, the, having that on his on his chest. I think it's all about him. And there's a lot of players like, like that that I could name and reel off. And luckily, we got rid of a lot of them in, in January as well. A long way that continue. But if we're going to do it properly, do it properly. Don't do it half-heartedly. Bring through the best players that we've had in years from our academy and give them a chance to play on the pitch and show them what they can do. Because that's we would never have seen Roe Castle. We would never have seen you know, Michael Thomas, Ray Parler, um, you name them, all, all of them that came through. Tony Adams. If they hadn't got that chance, then we, they wouldn't be Arsenal legends on the side of the Emirates now. And what's to say that Aziz couldn't be in the future? What's to say that any of these other other youngsters, that top quality youngsters we've got at the moment, can't be Saka, ESR? Why can't they have their picture outside the Emirates one day in the future? So 
I just really hope that we go down that route, Melvin. I would totally agree with you. And I'd yeah. much rather finish where we are now or where we finished last season. But we have a, a team of Arsenal youngsters uh, that have been going to start their careers with us. And we can see those careers develop in front of our eyes like we did in the 80s. And it'd be exciting. And I would do anything for that. I really would. Yeah. And that would be a good Not kind problem. of, you know, to the spirit of Rocky would live will live on forever at yes. the club with guys mm. like that coming through. That's that would be great, wouldn't it? And we have lost that unfortunately in the last 20 years. We have lost it a little bit, you know. And then unfortunately, I agree, I, I'd like to see that back, you know, that that whole kind of the club meaning everything to these guys because they've grown up there. You know, obviously we had Mark on before. He felt that because he grew up at the club and obviously Rocky and loads of others. And, and we, we, we've lost that. Yeah, we've got young players now. But even some of them, I'm not convinced, you know, maybe guys like Reese Nelson and Joe Willock, I don't think that they, they've got that same mentality. I really don't. Some of them have. I think Saka has definitely. I think ESR may well have. Um, but it's, it's, it's most of them youngsters, I don't think they do have that. You know, Balogun certainly doesn't. Or he doesn't appear to have. I know he's getting bad advice, as we said, but... You know, I think uh, would... Nelson has, but I think he's a bit. He's not like a strong leader character. I, I totally agree. He's more of a team, He's more sort of withdrawn than that. But I think his talent is. is uh, do you know what we we're talking about? Really quickly, those those training videos that you mentioned earlier on in the show ages ago uh, about what we, you know the Arsenal put out, and hmm. it's really enlightening. Uh, who when you actually watch those, they're about 20, 15, 20 minutes long. And watch what the players are doing and how they're actually attacking the training. And I, I'm not giving up on Reese Nelson. I'll tell you, I watch all those training videos and I, he really impresses me. I think the problem he's got is that he's not the the Rocastle strong, I'm going to do it under you know all cost mentality. He needs a, he needs a bit of a push. He needs a bit of a, and, and that's fair enough. All play, everyone's different. Every human being's different. And they need to be treated in different ways. But I think he's got the talent to make it. But I don't think he's, yeah, got maybe got... I mean, if anything's going to stop him, it, it, it may be his mentality. Uh, but I don't think it's not because he care. It doesn't care. I genuinely don't. No, I'm but, not um, I just don't think they care in the, in the same way. And yeah, I agree. It's a mentality issue with Reese Nelson. It's like a lot... Of, I mean, as Mark said himself, some players can overcome adversities in their career and they can... Be, mm. grow become better whereas with Reese Nelson it seems like because he's not getting picked he, he's going into himself more and he's not able it doesn't seem able to kind of fight back and yeah. respond I think that might be it he's, he's so talented you watch no, those he, videos he's so yeah. so talented player but that sometimes it's not enough okay. is it just player no no he might not be might not be um, but I, I, I don't think it's because he doesn't care about Arsenal or anything like that he's or he's just lazy or anything. I don't think it is. I think it's purely a mentality thing. But I agree with you about Saka, about him being probably the closest to... We've had to Rowe Castle, actually, since uh, since yeah. the great man himself. But not in stature, like you say, but I, it, there is a lot, of, a lot of similarities between the two, I do believe. Yeah. No, I, I think... As long as... Yeah, as long as Saka can learn how to put a ball away, like Rowe Castle. Yeah, yeah. Finishing, I think he will. I mean... Honestly, I really do think he will. Yeah. He'll have one of those seasons, like a breakthrough season, uh, maybe next season. I don't know, who knows? It could be the season that wins us the league when he actually properly breaks through and, and I mean, his, yeah, you know, his whole energy and, and talent just suddenly, just suddenly everything does, clicks into you, one. You don't see, I, I don't see, because of maybe the sort of player he is, you don't see Saka scoring 
anywhere near the sort of goals that, that Rocky did. He had a goal at Aston Villa, for example. Saka's not going to score a goal like that. I know he got that one against Chelsea, which was a miss hit cross, but most of his goals is because he makes intelligent runs into the box, gets on the end of things, and he's in the right place to finish him off. He doesn't tend to score, does he? The sort of row castle type goal. We don't have a player. No, don't have to. He's, he's more of a Sterling type. No. You know, Sterling, all of a sudden, he's like scored like 20 to 30 goals a season, didn't he? All out of nothing. Yeah, he, he couldn't hit a barn door earlier in his career. Well, no, yeah, that's true. Yeah, maybe. He couldn't but, hit a barn door. But yeah, I mean, I think hopefully Saka will have that sort of season. He's got a lot more goals. But yeah, he's to me, he's, he's the shining light, isn't he? And what everything that's gone out of the club in the last eighteen months, he's been the one real shining light, isn't he? That's, yes. That's, you know, in the same way that I felt when Rocastle first got into the team in '85, it was a pretty poor, poor Arsenal team at that time, and he was a shining light. And others then came in, and and we 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 grew and. I can see Saka, he's that same kind of light for me now in this current mess that we've been in over the last 18 months. And hopefully, um, you know, it, it, it'll end up going the same sort of way. Ryan says Saka meant that goal. <laughs> I know he said he meant it, but I'm not convinced he did. I've got to be honest. Um, maybe he did, I don't know. He did say he meant it, so maybe we'll give him it. But he needs to score a few more like that first, and I might start to believe him a bit more. But but yeah, I mean, he's definitely the, he's the one, isn't he? He's the one player for me. That he's the new... He's the new Rocky, but a different Rocky. And yeah, we can all start. Yeah, definitely. He's got the right sort of uh, love, lovable, love, what's the word? Lovability, I'm going to say. Not a yeah. word, but I made it up on the spot. Yeah. You know what I mean? He's got that about him, hasn't he? Everyone's going to love him for years to come. Yeah. And they do already, don't they? I mean, he, he's the way. Mm. I mean, I think virtually every single Arsenal fan I spoke to over the last year says Saka's been our best player. He's their favourite player. And it's because... That just shows what impact he's already having, isn't he? And hopefully that will continue and he'll go on and and um, become one of the greatest English players of modern era. Which don't know, do we? It might be, yeah. Yes, yeah. and let's, let's he's got the, he's got the opportunities. Put it that way. Definitely got the opportunity, yeah. isn't he? And let's just hope that he doesn't maybe suffer injuries in the way that Rocky did, that maybe prevented him from becoming that player in the end, which he, he couldn't quite become did he unfortunately um and his, his career didn't quite go where it maybe looked like it was going to at some point due to that so let's hope that Saka can you know go as far as he can possibly go because uh, that would be great to see wouldn't it one of our own going coming mm. on and you know going on and doing that so but yeah I mean it's been um it's been it's been good tonight I've enjoyed it um sometimes it makes me and obviously, it's, it's sad to think about Rocky, but I wanted it to be a little bit upbeat and remember him in a positive way, which I think we've done. Um, it, it makes me more sad as well to think of the great times that we used to have when don't seem to be having anymore. But anyway, I'm sure things will change um, in, in the near future, hopefully. Um, but yeah, so thanks to everyone for uh, for watching. Thanks for you all guys in the chat. Shane was here most of the way through. Dave was in as well, obviously Ryan as well from the Mr. Arsenal podcast. Please check um, him out as well. Joe as well, he's always in the chat as well. Good to see you again, Joe. You've enjoyed it. Um, just definitely get some videos of Rowcastle out to watch as well because you definitely will enjoy that. Um, Ender was in the chat earlier as well. So uh, thanks for Ender for, for joining us as well. Um, and FIFA boy Darren, who's new to the channel. So Good, um, good to have you on board. Please subscribe as well if you've enjoyed it. Gary was in earlier as well. So you've got a lot of people in the chat tonight. It was really good. Um, I think I was expecting a couple more people maybe come on. I couldn't quite make it, unfortunately, um, including one of one of Rocky's um, relatives as well who was um, hoping to be able to come on, but unfortunately he couldn't make it in the end. Oh. 
would have been nice, but um, maybe another time it would, it would be you'll be able to make it, and uh, we can we can organise that maybe next time. But yeah, that, that was a bit of a shame, but uh, but yeah, I mean, I've, I've enjoyed it. It's been good. So thanks to all you guys um, for watching. Obviously, thanks to you two for coming on. Obviously, to to Amanda from earlier on, um, who's on the Highbury squad, and of course Mark Flats as well, um, former Arsenal player. Just before you go, Melvin, where can people find you on social medias and places? On some wonderful podcasts called From Bin Square to Where. Not Bin Square, from Dull Square to Where. Get that right in a minute. From the uh, Mr. Arsenal podcast, I'm on that. And I'm on this one as well, which ain't too shabby either. So thanks all three of you for having me on. And uh, every time, like I say, I do really enjoy it. And it's, it's a really great chat about football. What can be better? Exactly. What could be about? <laughs> makes it makes it a good evening. Uh, and Andrew as well, just give your channel a little plug as well before you go. Yeah, from Dial Square to Where, as uh, Melvin so eloquently put it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I haven't actually planned the show tomorrow, but going to be have a have a show tomorrow evening, eight o'clock. Last week we had. Uh, Graham Ricks on as we know both of you guys uh, very kindly joined me as well that was a really good show and um, yeah get me on Twitter at from Dial Square so hopefully see you all tomorrow as well for the show yeah definitely um, definitely check out from Dial Square to where as well I'll make sure you subscribe to Andrew's channel as well and uh, we've got another comment and I just need to find it um from Shane again says you're brilliant stuff. Um, thanks, thanks, all, Shane, for thanks to everyone in the chat. Been thanks, really good today. Thank you. Thanks, everyone. Yeah, appreciate all the really support. good. And I know most of you guys in the chat have already subscribed, but if there's anyone out there watching that hasn't done, please do so. Um, I'm getting quite close to my next target of subscribers, so I'm hoping to get there this week. Um, I will be doing a um, I'll be releasing on probably Thursday the, the preview video of the Liverpool game, and then Friday evening will be the the Liverpool Sharps. I'm hoping I'm going to look for a Liverpool fan over the next couple of days, find one wandering around somewhere outside in in um, in Twitter land. Hopefully, to come on on Friday and in London probably for the for the warm up show, which I'm sure will be good. And then obviously I'll do a, a watch along on Saturday as well at a game, and then I will do a, a review video as well at some point probably Monday. Uh, I don't tend to like doing stuff on a Sunday because. Um, it's a day off, isn't it, on Sunday if we're not playing? So, because we're going to church, isn't it, Richard? Well, of course. <laughs> always go to church. We're allowed back in now, aren't we, which is good. So, that's handy. Now we're allowed. As long yeah, as only going door to door asking if everyone knows about Jehovah, aren't you, Richard, on Sunday? We've only allowed six at a time, though, which is quite uh, quite annoying. So, but anyway, well, five and, five and, and, and the vicar, obviously, and five others. So, you know, you have to wait your turn. But it's worth it. <laughs> So um, that's that's anyway. <laughs> um, but yes, I say thanks to all you guys for watching. I say obviously um, remembering Rocky um, tomorrow as well. Of course, on the actual anniversary of his his passing, and also as well, of course, as I said at the top of the show as well, R.I.P. to Claude as well. Um, I met him a couple of times. Yeah, on here. and stuff like that. As I think we all did. And yeah, really sad news that was today. So um, obviously, massive um, condolences go out to his family and his friends and. Um, Lee Judges was actually going to be coming on the show tonight, but due to, you know, obviously he, he was a good friend of his, so um, we can understand that as well. So, yeah, let's, um, you know, just, I know there's been a lot of stuff going on on social media with it all today, and I just think it's important at the end of the day, you know, he was a massive big fan of Arsenal, genuine, really genuine guy, 
uh, and I think everybody just needs to um, you need to do it, you need to appreciate that really and you know um, and that's it really for, with, with that so just you know remember Rocky yes definitely we will always do that but I say also as well thought to go out to Claude and his family as well and his friends um, at this really difficult time so um, but thanks to I say to all you guys for watching thanks for obviously Melvin Andrew thanks to Mark and Amanda as well he was on earlier all you guys in the chat I say stay tuned lots of good stuff coming up um, I'll have the I'll put the stuff out about the Friday show as well um, once I get a Liverpool fan involved and then we'll go from there um, and in the meantime, of course, as always, uh, uh, getting back to some actual football this weekend, which would be nice. And proper football. Can't Nobody's wait. Rubbish. There's no, no point really, is there? But anyway, get back to some proper football at the weekend. So, come on, you gutters. Come on. Come on, you gutters. Come on, you gutters. Let's go. Let's go. Oh, Rocky, Rocky. Rocky, 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 Rocky,